Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome once again to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Joined as always by the man of the hour, who's too sweet to be sour, and he's the longest in the shower, Mr. Adam Pacitti. Thanks very much. Nice to be here, Matthew. And it's almost as nice to see you as it is to see the birthday boy himself. In the corner to my right, Jack. They call him Fred Flintstone because he makes their bedrock the jobber. How the hell Hello. are you? Ooh, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Birthday. I, I should point out for anyone listening, it's not my birthday now on the Friday when this is going out. It's the Thursday. So don't be don't be wishing me a happy birthday because you'll be wrong by that by the point that this podcast's out. But thank you very much. Cheers. How and the you? sentiment would be meaningless if you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah if, you, if you tweet at Jack, happy birthday, he'll just block you by the time you see this. <laughs> The dog's fallen. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, Good. We are in, for people who don't know, in the area that where all three of us are in. Last week, it got announced there was a local lockdown. And because the numbers kept on going up, we're in the, now, nah, mate, we're in a real, a proper lockdown now. Last week was Hell in the Cell. This week, it's Kennel from Hell. So Now, well, two things. First of all, Blatantly, Boris has just wanted to ruin my birthday. That's why he's done this. It's a personal attack on me. Yeah. He's but a Russell Talk guy. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but secondly, <laughs> oh my God. But secondly, how how is London not also right up there in terms of cases? I don't understand. Not a clue. You should go to London. Get a train down to London. You love London. Celebrate yeah, there. I lo- famously, I, I love the city of London. I love London town. Ugh. It's terrified nice, of it, aren't you? Yeah, it's not a nice place. Parts of it, same as anywhere, I suppose. But yeah, I've been to Biker, and that's that's horrible. Oh. That's scarier than anywhere that I've ever been in London. Oh, right, have I upset you? Here we go. Right, so right, Pick on the will, southern boy. What I will point out is in Newcastle, you might hear a bit of lariness on a night out. You might see a fight or whatever. You don't really see knives and acid and stuff that you get in that London. Terrifying. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's certainly less prominent than... Far than less under- prominent. 
Yeah, I, it, it, it's you. You walk in the wrong way, in the wrong direction for five minutes, and you can you can be in somewhere. I'm looking at a, a moving flat at the moment, um, and the the area that I was looking at, it's not a, like an amazingly nice area or anything, but it's it's pleasant enough. But then I, I was scouting out the area, and I walked like two or three minutes down the road, and I was like, oh, this this doesn't look very nice at all. Mm. So it, it it can be like one street, can't it, separating you from? Yeah. Where were you thinking they're going? Oh, good, no, because then you're going to have a go at me because you're going to go, oh, e, that's not rough, and it is rough. I was looking at uh, I was looking at Bencham in Gateshead, um, and over oh, by Gateshead enough. Stadium as well. Yeah, Bencham, but like everybody was, um, people are giving me different different advice on on that, and they're going like, oh, Bencham, yeah, nice bits, bad bits. It's like anywhere else. Really, you want to go and live near the Jewish people. That's what an Uber driver said to me last week. And he went, they'll give you no trouble. <laughs> that sounds like something a taxi driver would say, yes. Like yeah. The most positive form of racism you can yeah. get, I suppose, yeah. Uh, as, yeah, as someone who lives in technically Benwell, and it is Benwell, but it's not necessarily the bad bit of Benwell, I agree. Um, but when people say p- things like bikers rough and walkers bad and Benjamin's bad and all this, any place is going to be bad if you act like a numpty, yeah. if you're polite and respectful, if you go up and down going, son to learn, son to learn, son to learn, oh, you're going to get your teeth kicked in, absolutely. I mean, you know. But if you, <laughs> but if you do that in Jesmond, you're less likely to get your teeth kicked in than if you do it in, I don't know, Wagga. Walker. Walker. W-A-L-K-E. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Yeah, there, there are certainly nice places and bad places. Where I live now, so I live right in the centre of town by the O2 Academy, and it, it can get pretty rough out there, but I've never had any trouble. And you know what? Walking around, I, I've, I've never had any trouble either. I've been here for, what, three years, and I've never been, like, shouted at or anything on a walk to work. Oh, actually, this morning, thinking about it, I was walking across the, the bridge, coming in, and I saw somebody make eye contact, and I thought, oh, it might be a wrestling fan because he was sustaining eye contact and he got like I don't know less than a meter away from me and I had headphones in but I just saw him go Pachiti and then just kept walking <laughs> yep that's my name what, what what am I meant to say to that he's probably listening right now you terrified me I was listening to I Am Clute on the way in you ruined it <laughs> I've, not been, I've not been uh, I've not been recognised for a long time No, nah, we're not as popular as we were not relevant not relevant anymore <laughs> yeah. no not at all there's also no wrestling shows, which is where I used to get recognised. Yeah. But, you know. It's a nice level of fame, isn't it? Uh, I, I'm sure we all feel the same. It's like sometimes people will buy you a drink if you're a wrestling show. That's a lovely thing. But generally, people aren't knobheads to you and you're not going to get any crap in the street for being a, a global superstar, which we are, which we are, but in a small circle. Oh. That's probably the most aggression I've ever had in the last few years in Newcastle has been at uh, WCPW shows and there's him and one lad who's going, oh, mate, let me buy you a drink and all this. I'm like, mate, I've just had like two. And he went, no, I'm buying you a drink. And he got rather <laughs> serious about the fact that this was not a question. Like, all right, give me that. And then, yeah, that, that's a proper way to annoy someone. So if you see someone on biker offering you a drink, you better accept it, Pachidi. <laughs> I'm never stepping foot in biker again. I'm stepping, stepping to Bencham. With- Benwell? Bencham. Bencham. What's the issue with like- be all right. Bike is like a friendly rough. It's not. It's not yeah. sinister. Yeah. What's the Jesmond that you're just talking about there? That's the dream, isn't it? That's the dream. For oh, you love it. A white, a white middle class man like myself. Yeah, it's that's where stu- I want to be. It's quite studenty, but it's the posh students. Yeah. 
sour sourdough bread and nice (laughs) funky flat white coffees and stuff like that i'm all about that leave it leaving behind my working class roots yeah the people who say they hate students they're the they're the students that people are talking about yeah so enjoy your avocado sandwiches what were you saying jack I'm not going to, I mean, I'm sensing that maybe the, the Newcastle geography talks winding down, but I will say the area, yeah, hopefully, the area that we're all near, where the office is near, Ousburn, uh, apparently that used to be quite just rough and just a bit industrial. And then only very recently has it become all artsy and gentrified. Sam said there was some like Guardian article or something, and it's in the top 10 places to live in the country, not just in the Northeast. Really? People desperate to live here. It's, it's just it's just gentrified. It's like Newcastle Shoreditch, <clears throat> isn't it? It's just yeah, like it's it's cool all f- fancy pubs where it's £5.50 a pint, which to people in London will sound very appealing, I'm sure, because it's probably reached my, about seven quid down there. My favourite pubs in Uzbek, I love the Clooney. I don't like Great. it that much. Do you not like the Clooney? What? Nah, nah. It's- I... Uh, I just don't think it's got any personality. I like the ship, which is opposite. The ship's a lovely pub. Better Fair beers enough. as well. No offence to the Clooney. That's the sponsorship gone, isn't it? <laughs> I like the Clooney. Yeah, so now uh, we've discussed pubs, <laughs> going out, visiting people and walking around, things that we can't do at the minute. Let's talk about watching wrestling. <laughs> well, yeah, we first, all can we, do. We did, it, we did it last week for somebody on the, on the mailbag. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You join in there. Happy to you. you. Happy birthday, Jacking. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. I love you, Dad. Hip, hip, hooray. Yay. Happy 17th. <laughs> anyway, in wrestling news, uh, Matt Cardona is already done with AEW. There's been an amicable split. There, you might go back, you may not. It's not like there's anything bad that's happened. It's just that was the end. Very undramatic run, if that is the end of it. Uh, he did was quoted as saying, I didn't go there just to get three T-shirts. I went there to win some championships, in brackets, and get four T-shirts. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, think he'll be back. Yeah. It explains the way, because I remember us all being a bit confused about the way he was booked, and then he was in, uh, what was it, the, the multi-man tag on pay And I was like, oh, it's a bit of a weird way to... To, to bring him in. I thought it'd have been a bit higher up the car, but that explains everything, doesn't it? I'd like to see him back personally, but they've got a big enough roster and a, a decent enough roster that they don't need him if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I've just seen that green flash, so I suspect that we're going to see go Jack. Yeah, Can we time it now? <laughs> it's been 10 seconds, 9 seconds. Quick, get your thoughts on, get your thoughts on Zach Ryder as quickly as possible. Uh, yeah, he's done really well. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased for him that he got his little run. And I'm sure he'll be back, but I don't know if he'll be very high up the card, but, you know, he's a likeable chap. There we go. Fantastic one. Yeah. Just drop the mic. From one likeable chap to another, Roman Reigns uh, was asked about the possibility of wrestling CM Punk. And he said, yeah, I wouldn't mind to. Quote, I don't like the guy. I don't know many people who do, but I'm willing to put business first and make really good content if that's the case. But he'd probably have to be slapped around a few times in order to get his mind right. But if the fans in the audience is going to like it and to be in it, most likely I'm willing to do it. Your thoughts there, Jack? Uh, <clears throat> I relate more oh, to the snarky, cynical, non-athlete who turned into an athlete CM Punk than handsome, stacked, tattooed, ladies' dream Roman Reigns. But, you know, I'm really enjoying what Roman's doing at the minute. I imagine he's trying to coax Punk back for a big money match, but maybe he genuinely doesn't like him. I don't know. You, uh, we we posted it in the the morning news group that we got on our on Slack this um, 
instant messaging service that we use to, to chat in, in the office, especially when we're all remote. Uh, and Jack's response was, I really hope CM Punk doesn't come back and just get beaten by Roman Reigns. <laughs> I Maybe said not in if, that tone. I said if Roman no, it was because I said if Roman if Roman beats Punk, I will probably cry or something like that. <laughs> I'd love to see it. It's a match that I'd really, really love to see, and I'd love yeah. to see Roman go over as well. He's got him as well. He's, he's yeah, got to win as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They'd have to do it, but it would only happen on Fox, not on WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, another news: Joey Ryan sadly exists. That's the news. Uh, James Storm's quoted as saying that he was. Going to start with WWE right after WrestleMania, but due to that pesky COVID, he wasn't able to. So, okay. I wouldn't mind seeing Sorry, actually, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in that the only way that I really would like to see him is the way that we're probably not going to see him. Maybe they would, but I'd, I'd just like to see beer money. That's the best work that, that he's he's done in his career as far as James Storm goes. Obviously, Bobby had a decent NXT um, career, but has been lackluster on the main roster. Those two as a tag team, I'd really like to see it. Would they go back to the well with that being sort of TNA's thing? Maybe, maybe not. But that's the only way that I'd like to see him. He must be getting on a bit, James Storm, right? He's got to be sort of early 40s. Yeah, so it's perfect for a main roster run now. Way. Hmm. How about you, Jack? Um, I'd like to see it, but only if they then brought in the machine guns to beat them. Ha ha. Ha ha. Speaking of uh, former greats in Impact Wrestling, RVD has parted away with Impact Wrestling, thus removing <laughs> the best bit of Impact Wrestling from Impact Is- Wrestling. Yeah, it was a month-by-month contract, right? And they just decided he he can't be... He he must be a pretty penny. I remember reading an interview from, like, 2017 with him, and and he was saying, because everybody's speculating now a WWE run must be coming, but he said back then, because he's had so many concussions, his eyesight is very poor at the moment, and WWE won't book him full-time. So we might see him come back in with... God, who was it? Sergeant Slaughter, The Hurricane... And Kurt Angle? Is that, that right? Stable, that classic four. Yeah. yeah. I can't exactly so me, that, yeah. we might see the odd thing there. We might see a frog splash or a whatever. But uh, I don't think we'll see him back full time, which is a shame because he's still really entertaining. You sort of know what you're getting with RVD, don't you? Mm. He's just like an RVD match now for the last 10 years is just an RVD I, match. I just remember if, if WWE got him back in, it would definitely, yeah, it wouldn't be for a wrestling role. But I remember that five star wrestling tour. And he did his spot when he 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 drapes someone over the guardrail, then he gets on the apron and does his spin kick and like drops the leg over the back of their over their back. And he did it as Zach Gibson and nearly killed him. It was oh man. He hit him like on the head and Zach Gibson fell down. And uh then there was another show apparently where there was a big brawl and Grader yeah. ran out to save R V D, but R V D got confused about who was on his team. So he hit Grado, and apparently Grado just started pissing himself laughing. <laughs> well, it's an easy mistake. Uh, Grado is is so uh, detestable. He's an obvious heel, isn't he? Why wouldn't you kick him in the face? Yeah. Fantastic. All the fans booing Grado as he came to the rings. Ah, oh, I must be a baddie. Anyway, uh, if you haven't seen any of RVD's run this year or the last year in Impact Wrestling, don't watch his matches. Just watch his skits because Rob Van Dad, as I've dubbed him, has been so amazing. So, of course, he's gone from impact. Uh, in other news, quarantine strikes again, not just the Northeast feeling the effects. Uh, the women's tag match are Clash of Champions and the match with Nikki Cross versus Bailey was taken off of Clash of Champions. Get that in a second. They're currently quarantined. Also, 
Hot Raw Act Retribution. Didn't stop him from going on Twitter, though, as uh, T-Bar decided you, to you at got, me. You got done, Matthew. It was good. I loved good. it. it There's good. so many. It's it's so funny to me that there's so many cynical wrestling fans now who were like, we know how the business works. I write for, you know, fishermansuplex.net. Let me give my opinion on everything. <laughs> Let me give my that's opinion on everything. That's a one you've made up, isn't it? I'm not I hope just so. laughing over it. It'd be great yeah. if it's a real one now, but like, <laughs> You know, arr, let me tell you everything that's happening in this. And, uh, oh. you know, T-Bar, who goes from tweeting about, we're going to take over the WWE arr, and all this, and I'm going to get you, ooh, my name is T-Bar, to Matthew sucks and needs to be taken down. And suddenly there's all these people going, yeah, get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they nailed get it, though, him. He's they? speaking the truth. And again, it, I mean, it's funny as hell, but this is why wrestling breeds sociopaths. Currently... <laughs> Bear with me for a second. Going down the Christopher Nolan path here. Dijak is currently playing a character called Dijakovic, who is maybe playing the character of T-Bar. We haven't quite decided yet. Who is currently playing the Twitter version of a Raw character, but is completely different to that. All this is going on. He's just tweeting about whatever to keep his character relevant and keep with fans. At the same time, all that's happening... He's DM and me, and we're going, ha ah, ha ha ha. Everyone thinks we hate each other. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't, don't spoil it. Don't be the under wrestlers. <gasps> Pro wrestling's greatest secrets revealed. Oh, oh. no. But yeah. It's a stunt, yeah. So again, it's just, mm. I loved it, by the way. And I loved it. Like every else I saw was like really mad or like, yeah, get him. Or defending him. Like, no, leave poor Matthew alone. What has he done to deserve such mockery? Which is hilarious. <laughs> and it's me going, this is mid. <laughs> It's great, and they're, they're, so, yeah. they're doing such a good job of, like, it'll continue. They're targeting the people who are prominent in this sort of internet wrestling community. Like, I saw they'd done Miller as well. Um, done and it. Done it, me. Yeah, but that was, that was real cheating. That was real. Sorry, that was, there no DMs there. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's just a really, really clever way of, of, of doing it because you, you're going to get on the side of the, the fans that find you the most laughable or, or found you the most laughable. Um, just by being funny. Like, I like them now. I want them back on TV. And the TV yeah. version is going to be completely different from the social media version. But they're, they're good value, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, they really are. I'm really enjoying it as well. They didn't uh, They didn't have a go at me, and I'm sad. Yeah, I feel Not, a bit left yeah, out as well. Yeah. I might start. Oh, <laughs> sorry, there's so many other people quote-tweeting them to get, the, get their clout. Mm. Mm, delicious clout. <laughs> uh, give it some time. There's a queue. And that was the news. We can go straight away into Clash of Champions, though, if you'd like. We were going to do that in this week, just so that we don't have the weird SmackDown That's Clash of Champions non-linear. That yeah. would make sense, wouldn't it, Jack? Look, we're listening to criticism. And in that oh. case, that is the end of the news, and I'm going to do a big clap. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week... Big Show's big yellow shirt. And I went and checked with the guy that sent me all those tweets. A year in the making. Yeah, 18%. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the effort, pal. Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh. 25%. Robbed. Yeah. Ooh. But unsurprisingly, number one, not just in the list, but in our heart as well. Sister channel, 
triple jump with I cheaped out seven there. No, but I cheaped at that. It was it was an easy. Uh, it's an unsatisfying win for me. It was like your oh retail workers at Christmas. It was just me. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, I I I I give that one up because that's actually a hat trick. I think I've had three in a row there, uh, which I'm well, very. I, I should be proud of, but I'm not because I went for the the cheap, uh, lazy populist option. So not not taking anything away from Triple Jump, who absolutely deserve the accolade, but at the same time, uh, yeah, what well, it wasn't on for me. Sorry, right so here, a crap one Triple week. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the winner of last week, Pachiti, you can go first this week with your. Uh, that definitely will not be a cheap pick this week, will it not, Pachidi? No, it's really not. Um, Ooh, good. Mine is um, terminally ill children because I think they need. No, it's not. It's. Um... Uh, I wouldn't. Um, it's Borat Sagdiev. Uh, I'm oh, going for yeah, just because name? Sagdiev. Yeah, oh. uh, which I think is spelled S A G. D-I-Y-E-F. Nobody cares. Um, so I'm going for Borat because uh, he's got a new film coming out um, this month now. We're in October, right? Uh, just before just before the election, I think it's, it's um, scheduled to come out. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. And um, just because simply I re- it's a character that I love and it takes me back. And I don't watch that much new comedy. Like the newest thing that I've watched is probably... Uh, this country, which I think finished probably about a year and a bit ago now, in fact. Um, but I, I love Borat so much, and it's it's just my style of humor, like going around winding people up. And he's there, there's literally never been anyone better at that than Sasha Baron Cohen. And he doesn't really care who he upsets. I was reading an interview with him and he was saying like with his new film, he had to wear a a stab proof uh, or a bulletproof vest rather um, twice while filming it. And I never thought we would see that character in North America really again because everybody knows yeah. who Borat is. is a, a really very famous character. But he's managed to get away with it. And I just, I can't wait. Uh, so there's there's no other reason than that. It's just something that I find really funny and has brought me a huge amount of joy in in my life. I remember watching the, the, the special that came out on Channel 4 probably 10 years, if not longer ago now, before the film came out where he did at the end uh, the Throw the Jew Down the Well song. Um, and it's... It's satire for anyone who, anyone who doesn't yes. know what Bora is. He's, yeah. he's mocking racists and xenophobes. He's not actually a... Ra- right, let's just... Just because there's going to be like... No, he's not. Because there's going <laughs> to be like, not be. Because there's going to be teenagers listening to this. Like, hang on, but she's nominated this guy. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And he's. Uh, it's the most that I can remember ever laughing. I remember cry laughing. Um, uh, him doing it, and yeah, it's just. And I can't wait for everybody to be doing Borat impressions again because that's obviously. Uh, but it's, it's going to be like, well, it's going to be like Borat all over again, the little Britain impressions and all that, and everybody saying wow, wow, wee, wah. Can't wait, Jack. Um, I've gone for a wrestling one this week, unlike me. Really? Yeah, I'm going for uh, as a pair, MJF and Chris Jericho. Because any segment with the pair of them in is so good. It's like there was one this week, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. But it was there was two bits that really made me laugh, both from Jericho, actually. When Sammy Guevara's like, what are you doing here, MJF? Get out of here. And then Jericho goes, hold on, Sammy. What are you doing here, MJF? Get out. That was brilliant. And then the last line, I don't know if it was even meant to be funny. I think it was. It was the cheesiest, hammiest delivery, delivery ever. Jericho, like MJF leaves and Sammy goes like, what an idiot. And then Jericho goes, 
Perhaps he's not. It's just so like, <laughs> it was so cheesy. I think he pauses with a drink to his mouth as well and goes, maybe he's not. It's so good. I can't wait for one of them to turn on the other or for them to team or something to happen because every segment with the pair of them in is gold. You can tell that Jericho really loves working with MJF and like realizes how good he is and probably sees a lot of himself in him as well, to be fair. So it's just really, it's just really, really good. So mine's the pairing of MJF and Chris Jericho. We've got our winner here. Matthew Quick, retail workers at Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) The dying retail workers at Christmas. (laughs) Um, No, those are nice. Where do you say the the combination of Chris Jericho and Borat? Because someone sent me a video that's Jericho doing... I become a becomer, I become a become a becomer. Judison, Judison, my wife. And, <laughs> oh, uh, my it's, it, it, of course, that would be the pairing that we get. Anyway, uh, what was I going to do? Oh, I've been doing some Twitch, two of them so far, in fact, because mm. eventually Cultaholic will have to have me on like they said they would. I think that's something Pachiti forgot about, and I was like, oh, <laughs> We talked about that like last week, Matthew. It's like, if you've got the set from home, start next week. You can start next week, mate. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, well, things have been said, thrown into pandemonium because we've had to shut down the office again, he says, in the office. It's just me. Yeah. But anyway, as I said, we don't know any idea what's happening with that. So I did it myself uh, just to get the grips and get all the teething issues out of the way. And there's been some really nice people on the Twitch uh, coming in and just on the chat, and I'm trying to play a game badly. And But the chat's been more interesting than anything I'm doing, which was Eat a Palmo, which is the last one I'm having until 2023. Bloody hell. But one thing that came up, just as we're talking about stuff, it's like one of the, what are the nice free pleasures in life that don't cost anything? And we went through a bunch of them, like kicking a big pile of leaves, um, crunching on, just dropped on snow on the floor. I didn't say that very well, but you know what I mean? And that was one of them, yes. And the one I'm going to vote for, because people suggested it on the Twitch chat, and I think it'll be very good, just to see if people are the same wavelength as myself. You're all ready for bed, long, hard day at work, Ah, oh, time to go. 40 winks. You get in the bed first, then you take off your socks. What? That is one of the simplest pleasures of life, I find. <laughs> Never that's, done not the, it. that's not the order you do things. This is why yeah, I prefer I Twitch than you do people, because I did that on <laughs> Twitch, and everyone's like, yes, Matthew, yes, that's exactly right. We fully relate to this. I do it with you two uh, world-weary people, and you're like, what? what are you talking about, you freak? No, how is that world-weary? It's just, no, maybe by accident if I've forgotten to take them off. You should try it. I thought you were going to go like fresh bedding, new sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, 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 I can't remember the last time I got into bed with, with socks. With socks on. Yeah. And I, I certainly don't think you I, should try I have it. done, which I'm sure I have, taking oh, them off thinking, oh, oh, that's the ticket. What? That's the stuff. That, uh, you haven't done it right. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Know. And then next week, you can tell us what you think because this right. one is clearly got, like Mr. Blobby in 93, this is going clearly to number one. All right, just saying. The end. Oh, go on, if go you on, don't, oh, one second. And if you don't think that's any good, like, uh, you know, these people here, not. then you should um, message, let us know what you think are the nice pleasures in life, the free ones. 6%. <laughs> That'd be such a good 6%. It's, it's a nice one. How about um, waking up with a, an awful hangover and that first drink of water where it tastes sweet? Yeah. I like Just that one. Or doing or doing a, a wee after you've woken up. Doing a wee. <laughs> <laughs> doing a wee. 
Uh, doing a Weezer nice feeling, Matt. I needed a piss, uh, what was it, yesterday, day before, when I was doing a stream, I'd had a, I'd had a bit to drink, uh, and I held it, because I'm a pro, I didn't want to leave my station, and then when I went to do my pee, it lasted like two minutes, and it was a great feeling. Better than taking your socks off in bed. What's that we say? What's what's meant to be nice about it? It's just nice, especially if you've been walking a lot, you've done a lot of stuff, and oh, it involves exercise. So if you've done a lot of stuff there, and you're just like, oh, that's just a nice... I mean, do you sleep with your socks on? No. No. If I ever lay on my bed and like accidentally nap or something... Um, and I wake up with socks on. I feel really ill. It makes me like all groggy and horrible. One of one of the what I was gonna that ties in with what I was gonna say because I was thinking of things that are the opposite of what Matthew's saying, like not simple pleasures, but like tiny little horrible things in life. And one of them is when you wake up when you've fallen asleep by accident. Maybe you're drunk or something. I did it on Monday night because I was staying up to watch Raw, and then I woke up with the light on and my jeans Ooh. on. And I just was, yeah, it's just a horrible, horrible feeling, isn't it? It's just awful. Yeah. Jeans, jeans, all, jeans, jeans all light, but yeah. in combination, oh, dreadful. Yeah. But Poor guy. in a weird way, though, I associate, bye, Jack. In a weird way, though, I associate that feeling. It'll be, it'll be back in a minute if this is your first time watching uh, the front of Discord. I associate the feeling of going to sleep in your jeans, or waking up, I guess, in your jeans with good times because they would only happen at house parties festivals um riotous occasions yeah. with friends yeah that makes of course sense. yeah you're right if you're in your house by yourself that's a bit weird maybe owen and you had a bit of a shindig but uh, i get what you're talking about yeah food for thought there called the holics mm. hall of fame and if you would like to vote in the most prestigious of Hall of Fames, don't worry, yeah, you can. Uh, simply go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash callaholic. I love you guys laughing at that every time. The ones to vote for are Borat. And by the way, when you said his full name, I thought, hey, is that somebody else then? So I almost started Googling. He went, oh, the Phil, all right, yeah, I, that Borat, okay. Um, Jack's combination of Chris Jericho and MGF. Or oh, the simple pleasure of getting in the bed, then taking your socks off. Terrible Just say pick. you're shaking your head, but if we do this next week and it's a unanimous, if you're the first one hundred percent, let's find out. You know what's really horrible? Just before we move on, coming back Go from on. the beach and getting sand in your bed accidentally, oh, oh, God, oh, yeah. oh. or crumbs. Mm -hmm. Crumbs in your bed's a bit grim. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. That says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. And now, this week in wrestling. And again, I'd like to preface this. Uh, these are the notes from WWE.com. So I'm going to do my best. If I start laughing uncontrollably, it's. I've trimmed them down. I've trimmed them down this week just to. Because it, it went on a bit last time. Trimmed them still down. They're quite long. They don't get to yeah. the point. They're trying to get their word count up. <laughs> so you could just shut your eyes and via the power of ASMI. If you didn't see SmackDown, well, here you go. Uh, Sami Zayn defeated AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy in a triple threat match to set up the ladder match. Uh, following two days' time. True to form. It, <laughs> true to form. Erotic chaos erupted. What? Once again between Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. The there's, been some, there's been some meddling here. There's been some there's been a No, bit of it meddling. says here, says here, no. copy-pasted from W.com. But Chidi wouldn't is. lie to me. As the titles are raised towards the rafters, the three competitors brawled, and Styles was added to the scheduled match between Hardy and Zayn. 
After the pre-match fireworks, the mayhem continued as each competitor gained control during stretches of the match. What was happening? <laughs> Following a wild sequence of kicks, Styles landed another flying phenomenal forearm on Hardy. As Styles went for the pin, the hungry hound from the underground. I can't tell if that's real or not, that one. That's, yeah, that's real. Stuck in. <laughs> Stuck in and threw him off to steal the win from himself. That's what they call him, the hungry hound from the underground. Cole's always shouting that. I guess boss time and the big dog in that. I didn't see this bit of SmackDown. I just skipped the Roman Reigns bit because I'm a sane human being. I don't know if that's a real thing or not because it could be. I can visualize Michael Cole yelling it. It is real. That's good satire. What do you guys think of this? Uh, Yeah, it's good. I just want to talk about the match itself. Loved the match on Sunday. We'll get there in a second, but it was a good setup and everything. Yeah, it was was decent. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot how good that. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it. Uh, Nakamura defeated Grand Metallic after a flurry from the King of Strongest Styles. Nakamura connected from a devastating Kinshasa to finish off the match. Cesaro then took out Lince <laughs> Dorado as Kalisto <laughs> remained unscathed on the outside. I didn't put Kinshasa. <laughs> Kinshasa. I don't Kinshasa. think I did. Don't Kinshasa. remember doing it. Yeah. Kinshasa, Kinshasa, Kinshasa. Uh, yeah, that, that really sets up uh, Lucha House Party getting any victory at the whatever. King Corbin defeated Matt Riddle. Uh, the strength of Corbin proved too much as a powerbomb reversal of Riddle's big hard triangle appeared to swing the match. Riddle authored a huge rally. Oh, that's just brutal English. But the King reigns supreme with an end of days defeat the original bro. Riddle authored a huge rally. That's okay, real as well. Author is the it? huge rally. Oh. This is satire. It's most satirical, Pachidi, because I can't anyway move on because that's got off to do with Clash of Champions. So skip it ahead to Alexa Bliss versus Lacey Evans into the contest. All right. Evans took control of the match until the chilling image of the fiend appeared throughout the screen surrounding the ring. His presence brought a vacant look to Bliss's milky eyes. <laughs> I added milky. <laughs> And the superstar. Not, not, not even Milky. <laughs> and the superstar brutally attacked her opponent until the official stopped the match with his hands. <laughs> what? The official his... stopped his match with his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one, yeah. It's all right. There are fewer of them. It'll all wind down soon. I didn't bother with AEW or NXT. Oh, Christ. I got bored. Before exiting. Bliss landed one more Sister Abigail to Evans and delivered an eerie glare to Roman Reigns, who was walking down the ramp with the pride of 1,000 soldiers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was me again. Uh... (sighs) All right, one more bit and we'll go to SmackDown. It's a bit, it's a bit, you're a bit of like a, it's like Homer's Iliad or Odyssey. It's quite... (laughs) Quite a good writing style, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, the big dog barks in the face of his cousin. (laughs) He did. The universal... Okay, be strong. The universal champion came out at the end of the episode to address what Uso said earlier in the night. 
As Heyman began to speak, he was interrupted by Jay's music and Roman was not happy about that. Let me tell you. (laughs) Roman told Jay that he'd give him the title, but he wouldn't know what to do with it. Then when Jay was heading up the ramp, Roman hit him with a super Superman punch because he's a wrong one. Okay, cool. What are your thoughts on the Roman Reigns segment, Mr. Jack? Oh, Jay Uso's promo was absolutely brilliant. So, so good. Uh, it made me want him to win, but of course he was never going to. But that's the point. So I was I was pleased with that. It was very good. What did you yeah. think, Adam? It was, oh, it was an amazing promo. That that last line where he was like, um, they always ask me, which one are you? It's just very poignant. Brilliant writing. And like I think the... It's one thing that WWE, when they get it right, um, it's often the performers, understandably, who get the praise. But the, the the writing of that promo, and it will have been, I think, fairly carefully scripted, was really strong. Stronger than the website copy. <laughs> you know that's not true, Pacitti. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I also liked the segment uh, earlier on. We've got two segments out of Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns could not be bothered to get up out of his comfy chair. So they have to do one later on. I've never related to Roman Reigns before in my life, but I can definitely relate to that moment. And yeah, Jay Uso saying, you know, oh, when they see me, they ask which one I, I am. And then on the skipping ahead, during the match itself at Clash of Champions, Corey Graves got them mixed up and called him Jimmy. Uh, Did he? I didn't catch that. The problem is as well, I've met one of the Usos. <laughs> Don't know which one it was. I was what drunk. I was drunk. Okay. But Well, so were they. He was fine, he was very polite. And that brings us nicely to Class of Champions on Sunday. And as for someone who watches Raw every week and the bits of SmackDown he can be asked with, I had no anticipation for this pay-per-view and was really, really pleasantly surprised by it overall. Uh do quick results here. SmackDown type champ Cesaro Nakamura defeated Lucha House Party. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, in the pre-show, uh, Lucha House Party had the most chance of winning the lottery, as they did beating these two guys here. But it was still fun because it's the most Lucha I've seen in ages, and it was just nice seeing Cesaro uh, smash people around like that. Like he's one of those baggage handler people throwing people in the airplanes. Uh, Sami Zayn defeated Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles to win the IC title in a ladder match. I know you guys are really wanting to talk about, so why don't you go ahead, Jack? Oh, it was brilliant. I was a big fan of Sami Zayn, and I feel like he never gets the chances he deserves. I really went into this thinking he's not really got much of a chance of winning, but I hope he does. And then he did. And the way he did was brilliant. I love the handcuff stuff. Uh, I love this selling throughout the match, almost verging on Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2005. There's one bump where he got whipped into a ladder and bounced on it like three times on his way down. It's so good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was my favorite match on the show. Uh, yeah. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, favourite ladder match in in ages. I agree. I think the the, the spots were really inventive. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, pleasantly surprised also by the Sammy win because I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought it would be Jeff. Um, very, very happy to be wrong there. And yeah, just the... The number of sick bumps, bro, that they, they took, it was just really painful looking stuff. Like, just there were so many spots that looked agonizing and that that were that were there was no way of doing that stuff uh without getting legit hurt and yeah it was it was great and i really enjoyed the the triple threat ladder match at wrestlemania as well i thought that was one of my favorite um favorite matches from mania weekend but this one um surpassed it yeah it was it was just brilliant 
Yeah. Uh, just the visual of Jeff Hardy trying to climb up a ladder with a ladder <laughs> in his ear and then AJ Styles getting handcuffed to another ladder. It's nice seeing the bad guy who's trying to outsmart his opponents actually get to do that because it doesn't mm-hmm. happen as often as it should be or it's something like, oh no, the dreaded roll-up. But seeing this happen, it was like, yeah, I was very happy to see Sami Zayn, who was slowly turning to Fidel Castro, win a match via shenanigans. Yep, good times. Yeah. Then followed Raw Women's Champion Asuka, defeated Zelina Vega. Uh, ignoring the fact that Zelina Vega won this title opportunity by defeating Mickey James once on Raw, and then she's number one contender. Again, you think there was some sort of epidemic going on. I thought this was a pleasant surprise because it didn't go too long. Zelina Vega got a few cool little bits in and was quickly defeated, but I'm happy with that rather than it going on for like 15 minutes and people are like, we don't care. It's kept it short, kept it sweet, and what is what more? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I don't think it left me wanting more as such. Um, I thought it was I thought it was decent and I agree with the, the length stuff. It was still sloppy in places my concern was when this was bumped up from the um the pre-show to the to the main card and then cesaro and knackers went went down to the pre-show i was like oh obviously the cards had to be messed around with because of covid are they going to make this go long is this going to go like 20 minutes do we have more of the main show uh, and so it was nice to see that they didn't do that because i don't think zelina vega is suited to a a, a match much more lengthy than we saw on sunday night um did she, did she impress she was all right she was all right oh vicious well do you do you disagree um i thought it was I don't. I don't disagree, but I thought. I thought that there was a unique factor of seeing her in a pay per view singles match, which helped a lot. I was like, "Oh, this would be interesting." And then she showed off some technical stuff that she could do, and then lost, and then got a bit of heat back afterwards. And I just, I enjoyed it for what it was. I'm glad. I'm, I agree. I'm glad it didn't go long, but it was. I found it fine. Yeah. And Big Lashley defeated Apollo Cruz clean again. I see many people who are sick of seeing this combination online of her business taken on the mid-card mafia, whatever they're called. I'm all right with it. I'm all right seeing uh, these guys boss each other around because they do provide lots of action and I hope they continue to feud until 2023. Really? Oh, God, I'm the total opposite. I'm really sick of seeing Apollo and Lashley fight each other. And then it happened on Raw again. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. But it looks like Ali might be going for the US because he got the pin, didn't he? So that's that's exciting because Ali and Lashley could do some fun, creative stuff. I thought you said funky there for a sec. They could do some funky, funky stuff. Funky yeah. stuff. That's it. And the Royal Tattoo Champions, the Street Profits, defeated Andrade and Angel Garza, uh, even though they faced them and beat them loads of times. But the Raw Tag Team division doesn't exist right now. As near the end of this match, Angel Garza appeared to either get kicked or deliver a knee very hard and was able to physically stand up, tagged, wanted out the ring. The dreaded X was thrown up. The third time in a month on WWE TV, by the way, which, again, I can't tell if it's a result of them being more safety conscious because of, you know, people having to go at them for COVID and to throw dirt AEW's way, or it's just bad luck. I don't know. I'm not a professional wrestler. But anyway, Street Profits retained, and next night on Raw, Andrade said, yeah, uh, Vega, you suck because you lost, and Angel, you got injured, so you suck as well, so I'm doing this by myself. And then got battered. And then got battered by Keith Lee, yeah. But anyway, that aside, we're getting ahead. Jack, what did you think? You looked like you had something to say. 
tin hat on for a second, lads. Here we go. I knew <laughs> oh, he was going to... No. I wasn't going to bring it up. I didn't think you were going to bring it up. Go on. No, I am going to bring it up. I'd like to preface it by saying, I hope that everybody who's been injured recently is totally fine and they recover quickly. But, but, uh, I have a conspiracy theory. And I'm not saying it's definitely true. I'm just saying that if it came out, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that... Not the Ivar one, obviously. I think that was legit, totally. But the Mickey James one, where they stopped the match because the ref thought she was in danger because she was selling too well. And this one, which they reported as an Angel Garza quad injury and then backtracked and went, it's his hip, he'll be fine. I feel like this was deliberate. I just feel like it was a deliberate work. Because Street Profits, right? I know that when a match ends suddenly, you'll see a moment of confusion on the wrestler's face. And then they'll snap into like, yes, I've won. Like, hooray. Street Profits looked angry all the, like, the whole way. After they'd won, the Street Profits looked confused and like, what's happened there? Until the camera cut, basically. And I just think that it it was planned. I just think it was planned. It was, And then after the match, there was, there was a camera cut to Gaza being intended to on the floor. I think if that was legit, they wouldn't have had a close-up of him being looked at on the floor either. Am That's I being, definitely unusual. No, I, am I mental? Wait, I don't, <laughs> they I don't didn't agree uh, with they you. Interrupt. They interrupt. The end bit there where they said they wouldn't have done a shot. They did do for Ivar. Did they? Yeah. Really? Oh, fair enough then. Fair enough. I just but they, feel they, like, that's not so, policy sorry, generally. Is it? They don't tend to to do that if they're. I don't know. I I I don't think it is personally, and I don't understand the when you say the street profits looked angry about it truly they were just angry because their match had been cut short and it wasn't the intended finish but what i'm saying is when that happens usually wrestlers especially ones who care like unlike someone like michaels or orton who's big enough to act unprofessionally if they want to but someone at the level of the street profits i feel like you'd see a moment of confusion like what's happened here and then they'd kind of snap out of it and be react appropriately in kayfabe yeah they, they were look, dancing at ringside after, weren't they? Am I, am I making they? that up? I think I'm pretty they sure they angry. were. I was they doing the live stream at the time. They looked angry for a long time, in my mind. And I just, yeah. clearly Matthew doesn't give a crap, so we can just carry on. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm listening to you just... Uh, Matthew will do this thing on the podcast, right? Off. Where he goes, Jack, what do you think, pal? <laughs> I'm thirsty. These pictures <laughs> of the dogs, by the way, weren't even up before the podcast started. This is a new edition. Who are they, Matthew? Yeah. No, they're up every week, but uh, they fell down because I had uh, the the window open and the, yeah. the you know the the guide dogs the blind are strong, but not strong enough to have the wind blow them off. And also, Fair. I took them off because people on their Twitch wanted to see uh, which one was which, who was what, because they have fun Lovely. facts in the back. So, what do they uh, think about Jack's conspiracy theory? That's all right. We can leave the conspiracy <laughs> behind now. We can. Move they on. went, "Oh, my, Jack, it's a bit rough." Um, <laughs> they, they, I mean, me uh, thinks. <laughs> that this is bad. That I might as well talk to me. The thinks this of the is dogs. bad, as opposed <laughs> to the dogs <laughs> thinking this. So yeah, me right. thinks, um, me thinks this bad because if it was an angle, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think, but all I hear is Petite laughing, so I have to pause because then I'll start laughing. It's the most if Homer it, Simpson sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> if baby, second, if it was an angle. Then WWE, and actually, by the way, I'll preface this to say, it, I think this was, uh, there was going to be something after the match right? to have them split up anyway. Otherwise, there'll be no point having these two wrestle the Street yeah. Profits yet again. It's just a build up to what they've been doing on TV. 
and they were going to do something afterwards, but they couldn't do it. That makes that makes a lot uh, of sense. It, so I don't think it was an angle because they would have done something. They would have filmed them afterwards, going, "What? What are you talking? Oh, you you tossed me! I, you kicked your quad out of your quad, Angel Garza, or something, and nothing happened. Mm. They just got like, all right, cool, cut away from it, and then moved on. Yeah, so, that's true. I'm surprised you think something like that. That's on something that well, somebody from Fisherman Suplex dot net would say. <laughs> it's just because uh, it was similar to the Mickey James one, and it's all happened in the wake of the Matt Hardy thing. Yeah. Angelo looked genuinely shocked when that finish okay. happened. I, I, yeah. I thought anyway, he looked like, oh, what the hell happened there? Yeah. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me massively. But at the same time, if that ever got out, if, if like one of the, the, I don't know, Street Brothers or Angel was released or God forbid, Andrade or whatever, and then they went on to say something like that in an interview, the, the look for WWE would be well, so it'd be, damaging. It'd be catastrophic. No, not, sorry, not catastrophic compared to Various other things they've done. Yeah, that's fair. That is <laughs> so, fair. Anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll move on from this bizarre conversation. Yeah, sorry, I've so uh, sorry. No, no, it's fine. You can have. You can say your opinions. Uh, you're Every YouTuber. dog has its tail. <laughs> uh, Bailey unable to wrestle Nikki Cross wrestled Asuka for a bit instead until Sasha Banks showed up and attacked Bailey, which I think was going to happen in the match against Nikki Cross anyway. Wasn't much of a uh, title match. It was just there to build hype for Sasha Banks. Yeah. No issues here. Anything to be said? Anything to add? No, no I, I, I sort of thought, oh, Asuka doing double duty and she's been the workhorse as well or one of the workhorses of the lockdown era of WWE. I thought, oh man, are we going to get like bloody 20 minutes of these two? I, I'm up for that. Um, but no, it was it was always going to be an angle, as you say, uh, and it was still an angle. Hmm. Uh, Drew McIntyre definitively and ultimately decimated Randy Orton with help from all the legends that Randy Orton has run ragged on these past few months to completely, definitively, megatatively end this feud. And we're never going to get Orton versus Drew McIntyre again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think, uh, Jack? Uh, I'm going to... I I just thought it was weird that, obviously what everyone was saying, it's weird that Orton had to overcome the odds and be the brave baby face, getting attacked from all angles. And then Drew just won. But I thought they explained it quite well on Raw the next night. So I'll wait until we talk about Raw, I suppose. Yeah, it was... It, it did... I, I actually thought the match itself was a lot of fun. Mm. I enjoyed watching the match. But, yeah, at, at the time it was like, oh, so Drew needs the help out of these bloody three old knackers to, to sort him out, does he? But yeah, you're right. In it, Raw, they were like, oh, yeah, we... Drew didn't know anything about it, and Drew was like, ah, you cheeky scam. So, yeah, it, it was all right. <laughs> and then the main event, and what a main event it was, mm. Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeating Jey Uso. And he didn't just destroy him. He didn't just decimate him. Topless Roman Reigns with the uh, flower ring absolutely just pound the piss out of Jey Uso, including something I haven't seen before in any of the matches, I don't think. Uh, Jay got a pinfall attempt on Roman one, two, and he didn't kick out of it. He put his shoulder up and low blowed him at the same time, mm. with such force that Jay also like leapt up in the air. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, I've not seen that before. No, I'm very happy remember. with that. <clears throat> I, I didn't catch it at the time. I didn't catch it at the time. I thought, oh, uh-huh. that was a big strong kick out, and then the commentary told me. But yeah, it was, oh, it was such a great match. Just that I, I put on Twitter, and it, it wasn't uh, just. I genuinely mean it, basically, is that I think it's some of the best storytelling within a match and the build-up to it since, like, Brian, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's 
It's just WWE getting it right. But not just right, like perfect. There was nothing to change there, was there? Yeah. No. Just him beating up his, uh, his family member for 25 minutes, yelling at him the entire time. Oh, you're the head of the table? You're tribal chief? I'm going to beat you up like you're a kid? Getting his head and going, so yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't oh, sure if Roman... <laughs> some people can do trash talk and some can't. The ones that spring to mind that are good at it, in, in my opinion at least, are like Drew and Samoa Joe. Roman is great at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really great. It yeah. was it was never awkward. It felt it, it felt real. Who's bad at it? Natalia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Natalia. Oh. Charlotte. Um, yeah. Charlotte, let me explain the plot of the match. You <laughs> thought you could beat me for the WWE <laughs> women's title at the WWE Super Show this Sunday. <laughs> like okay, it was okay that big, sounds natural. It was one of the big sad endings that I can remember recently as well to a pay-per-view, but in, in the good in a good way, in the right way. Mm-hmm. Topes lose. It was that sort of Absolutely. Ah, nice. Yeah. But yeah, fantastic. All hail, topless Roman, your new god. And moving on to Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton gave a what? Oh, no. W.com descriptions are back. Randy Orton gave a warning to Drew McIntyre, Shawn Michaels, Rick. No, no, no. Uh, Monday Night Raw kicked off with the W champion, the Highlander hero, Drew McIntyre, as well as Shawn Michaels, Rick. No, no, no. He were all smiles after Legends returned to give Randy Orton a taste of his own medicine, helping McIntyre retain the WWE title. I already said this. But Orton interrupted to remind them that anyone who crosses the Legend Killer would have a price to pay before leaving the arena. Drew issued an open challenge to anyone brave enough to take him on in a wrestling match for the gold title. And it had to be someone who hadn't <laughs> faced him for the gold title before. I was so. pleasantly surprised by this because obviously when a wrestler leaves the arena, they come back at the end. And Randy Orton did that, but I was expecting him just to to slide in and hit an RKO out of nowhere. I was pleasantly surprised by the nonsense that we got. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say what I was going to say about... So I thought they explained it quite well why all the legends got involved and Drew didn't feel bad about it. He said... Well, I've already proven I can beat Orton in a it's like a standard wrestling match at SummerSlam, and then it got so personal that I didn't really care that other people were getting involved. Good. Mm-hmm. And then he said, "In fact, I hope he gets attacked in the streets." <laughs> <laughs> Go to so, yeah, <laughs> or biker. Uh, I also liked and didn't like at the same time Randy Orton's line of, "What you can't think I got? I can't get a world title." I'm Randy Orton. Yeah. I get all the world title shots I like. I'm like, mm. it is true, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts champion? about the, the Hell in a Cell match as the blow-off? Do you think it needs it? No. no. But at the same time, I don't want that story to end. Even if Drew didn't know about them coming out, I didn't I didn't want it to end with, with Drew getting all the help to finish that feud. And it, like, if you think of raw feuds, what else would you put in the cell there? Mm, we've got Hell in a true. Cell there's going to be two Hell in a Cell matches minimum so I, I guess that is the one that should go in there yeah I can't some think sort of four... oh, sorry I was just going to say I can't, th- yeah, I can't think of another one on Raw unless they did something do... Retribution and uh, Hurt T-Bot and Matthew T-Bot yeah there you go yeah yeah we'll have to me oh me and uh, my pal from cagematch.net from Dubex Dope we'll have that final the final finale you've got a rival haven't you yeah you Trigger. Did. Blind, blindfolding, what, like from Only Fools? <laughs> yeah, him. Okay. Yeah, the bell rings, he goes, all right, Dave, and he super kicks me. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Silly Bollocks, I would say Hell in the Cell 
I don't want to see Orton versus Drew. I am going to be naive and trusting and say that this is just the build-up to something that isn't going to be Orton versus Drew at Hell in a Cell. Oh. No. I'm not right. <laughs> but you got to no hope. Way. Yeah. Got some hope. So I think they're going to do, if they are going to do it, it's going to be a four-way or three-way involving who are the main eventers. Keith uh, Lee, maybe. Keith Lee, Bobby Roo, Robert Roo to his friends. Mm. I don't know. Get that in a minute. But yeah, as a, I, it's done. It's done. I, I'm all right with the Legends beating up Brandy because he attacked them. It's like, well, it's an ambulance match. We, you get some. I'm all right with it. People say it makes Drew look weak. He's already beaten him. It's fine. Yeah, mm. fair. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on from arguing like child, children. Children. Asuka defeated Selena Vega in the rematch. Again, because there's not much else to do in the Raw women's division at the minute. And this brought out Andrade to go, ah, you're useless. You lost again. Uh, still feeling the effects of the devastating Asuka lock. And Andrade gloated, declaring that both Vega and Nigel Gaza were weak links in the chain that is his life holding him back from achieving his full potential before daring anyone to face him. Keith then beat him quickly and clean. Mm. Any idea why they did this? I yeah. thought bad for Andrade, but I guess you've got to get Keith back in the spotlight a little bit after he got kind of shoved aside a little bit. Yeah, but that, that was a it should have been a pretty defining moment for, for Andrade, breaking away properly, solidifying. No, it's oh, not a, a heel I've turn, given it, is it? I've given it the wrong grade then. I've given it the wrong grade on graded because I didn't no, think about he, that. Oh, it just seemed like to, for him to make a big statement, there. yeah, <laughs> uh, to make a big statement and then get essentially squashed because it didn't go on for long. I thought it was the wrong time to do that. They could have done that with Keith and someone else, I think. Yeah, true. But, but I guess maybe that shows you what they think of Andrade. Maybe they don't care, which is a shame because mm. I quite like him. Oh, it's good we can get some news videos saying, breaking news, Vince McMahon hates Andrade. So. <laughs> hates everyone. Yes, he does. Uh, he doesn't hate Drew Gulak. Who showed up? Yes, yes he, he does. does. Yes, he, he does. does. Yes, he does. He's <laughs> just Hate re-signed him. him as well. <laughs> Poor bastard. Bye, Jack. Um, he's just signed. God, that was quick coming back. It's a new record. Mm, I'm back. Yeah. Wow. Better than ever. Our truth mourned the loss of Akira Dazao, who was eaten by a shark, like Sam Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. Only to say that actually he was not really dead. He got better. And then Drew Gulak showed a blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this later became a triple threat match later on, which Truth won. But Drew Gulak is now on Raw. So, Yay. yeah. So what one bit that I did really like, though, <laughs> was when Drew Gulak won the belt at uh, a Clash of Champions because he was doing lunges behind. He was just, the lunges were really funny. Mm-hmm. I found the lunges good. Uh, but the, this 24-7 stuff, I don't know what to think of it because part of me loves it because it's so bad. But part of me thinks... It could be a lot better or just get rid of it. It's always annoying when the people that you want to see in wrestling matches end up in it. I don't mind the silly bollocks, but yeah. choose your participants wiser than Drew Gulak. Yeah. And Akira like Akira has shown pretty decent like comedy chops, He's hasn't he? Brilliant. He could he could be fantastic. But yeah. Hey, that, yeah, I think it's changed. Let's let's not forget, this is former CZW World Heavyweight Champion, Drew Gulak. You know, know. our troops could be expecting silly bollocks. Mm-hmm. It's going to go to the ring and he's going, are you CCW? And then he's going to go, no robot boy. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, be, yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. I like Truth winning with the um, the attitude adjustment. Mm-hmm. I like him doing Cena good. stuff. His I childhood do, do hero, yeah. Yes. He grew up yeah. watching John Cena. It's re- right. That is funny. That is funny. He says with a completely straight well, face, not even smiling. That yeah, is it's funny, funny until the commentators funny. go, but wait a minute, they're actually the same. Like, oh, yeah, shut yeah. up, you idiot. 
Like, what was it, me and Tom, on the SmackDown Colholic podcast? This is an advert. Um, we were watching the APA do their thing. And the APA, for people who don't remember, had their office in the back that was a door, the door frame. And people like Crash Hollywood come in to get assistance. And sometimes they'd walk around. They'd go, hey, hey, hey go in through the door. Yeah. Go, all right, sorry. And they go in. And he goes, hey, I need to speak to you. He goes, come in and close the door. He goes, all right, shut the door. And then they go in. The commentators don't jump on it and go, King, look, it's just a door frame. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, it's, yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah. I'm ranting. Moving on to Raw. Seth Rollins revealed, oh, Christ. You know what? I'll go with the APA. <laughs> Seth Rollins revealed Alia Mysterio and Murphy's secret DMs. Alia said that her encounter with Murphy last Monday was not welcomed and that she doesn't even like guys, especially Murphy, because he's totally not her type and that she questioned why anyone would willingly associate themselves with Rollins. Uh, the Rollins had evidence that all of this was not as it seemed. The Monday Night Messiah revealed private DMs between Alia and his disciple, including Alia wishing Murphy a happy birthday. <gasps> the daughter of Rey Mysterio, uh, El Hio del Mysterio, then insisted that Murphy wasn't like Rollins to the dismay of her family, then stormed off. Every looked upset. Look, just saying, but after all the stuff that happened this summer... And all the stuff that's still ongoing with certain wrestlers who are pretty litigious, so I'll not say anything about them. To do an angle with this about a wrestler messaging a teenager in the ring with Jerry the King Lawler <laughs> is one of the most tone-deaf, get-it-up-your segments I've seen in wrestling for quite some time. Yeah. So, Jack, you say something about it. Uh, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for all of those things, which are very valid... Then I'd find it entertaining in a car crash sort of way if it wasn't for those things. But it was incredibly tone deaf. It really was. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Uh, Soap opera stuff in, in wrestling, I love it. But yeah, the, the timing of this is unbelievable. I hadn't even thought about the Jerry Lawler thing. It's when, it's when Rollins is backstage and he's like, Murphy, why do you look so down? The King's Court is up next. And I was like, the King's Court? How how regularly does Jerry have the King's Court these days? Is it not like the VIP lounge with MVP or one of the the Kevin Owens show? How, like it's, Lawless it's King's Court doesn't... No, it's not often, is it? It's, no. They, but they, they, I don't know. I think they, they hyped it up beforehand on like their social media and that. And obviously they think that's a that's a sell. I don't know. I guess a lot of people who aren't as, the more casual fans who aren't as aware of what's gone on in the wrestling industry as a whole might not mm. see as much of a problem with it. And they, there's obviously an audience that likes the soap opera stuff. Um, I The, the Mysterios... All of them, and I obviously Razor Legend, Dominic's great. I don't know much about the other two. Um, the hammiest acting you've ever seen. Like Rollins saved this from an acting standpoint because he's really good. Oh, he's really sniveling and horrible, isn't he? But the, the rest of them, they do that. Yeah, that GCSE drama voice that <laughs> Jeff Hardy does does my head in. When Seth is the best one. actor of the set, it's time to move on. Seth's a good actor. It's just the material he's been given when he's a good guy. Murphy, my disciple, I went no, through your good. phone. No, he's good, It's so Gruntilda, like your impression of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Monday Night Messiah. <laughs> Mandy Rose and oh. Dana Brooke defeated Italia and oh, Lana. Oh, get, oh, get, oh, stop. What a good episode of Raw this was. Right. Uh, go on. So everything's right in the world again because SmackDown's good. And Raw's the bad one. And I just feel like the the stars have aligned again. Everyone's chakras are balanced because 
things are as they should be. Raw is bad, and SmackDown's the good one again. Yeah, I, I like the. We're totally not punishing Lana because her husband has left for AEW by having Lana getting squashed every single week since Miro showed up on Dynamite. They like, said- I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that Clash of the Champions. They didn't just have, right, we can't have the women's tag match. And Lana just come to the ring and put herself through a table and they moved on. <laughs> <the next segment. laughs> the, they said, we want the champions to be stripped of their titles and award them to us because we are celebrities. And Adam Pearce came out and went, what? <laughs> it's, just, it's very lazy writing, I think. Yes, lazy tag team pairing as well. I thought oh. I, I thought they would. Oh, there must have been a reason. No, not well. I guess with Lana and Natalia too. But I, oh. I just thought like Mandy was coming over and they had plans for her, not to just team her with Dana Brooke. What? Mm. What's what? Why? I, I guess they were sort of. Did they have backstage because, segments together before? Yeah, no, yeah. but they did this week and said, "I admire you. You get knocked down, you get back up." They're both Chumbawamba fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin Owens defeated Alistair Black via DQ. Alistair Black now has two eyes, so he can see the losses coming from even further away now. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Some good action here, but it was just filler. Oh, the DQ, they talk about the finish. Why don't you talk about the finish? You've forgotten the finish, haven't you? (laughs) Uh, Alistair Black got DQ'd. Yes. Because Mm. he didn't hear the referee. He elbowed him by accident in the gut. And the, Acc- and the, accidentally and the re- yeah it was meant to be accidental he tried to start he looked, a chainsaw on the corner and didn't see him Yeah, he looked and he was like oh and then elbowed him so it didn't really work and also people point out that's the what's it called Drake is it Drake Wirtz Wirtz yeah yeah Wirtz. Drake Younger Wirtz. C- Drake, yeah CZW guy yeah. and they're saying that he's got a little elbow to the belly and he's gone oh stop the match <laughs> stop it right now uh, but yeah I thought it made them both look a bit bad was, yeah yeah it was clearly an accident. Well, well, it didn't play out like an accident because it was a bit, bit flubbed. Yeah. But but it was the, yeah. The referee was just like, oh, the referee's a bit of a dick there for doing that. He didn't mean to hit yeah. you, mate. Not. That's about should turn round, then hit him, and then go. What accident? <laughs> Murphy defeated Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Mer- Mysterio went under the ring to grab a, a canny kendo stick, which brought his sister Alia to ringside. She begged Dominic not to batter Murphy with it, insisting he wasn't like Seth Rollins. The distraction gave Murphy the opening to roll up Dominic for the three count and escape before he could take too many kendo stick lashes. Uh, yeah, Dominic Mysterio finally really properly a wrestler in WWE because he lost to the deadliest move in all of wrestling, the roll-up. Yes. Um, I imagine Murphy went, welcome to the business, kid, as he uh, <laughs> for the three count as well. Any um, of the comments on um, this Hollyoaks stuff? A- Aaliyah slapped Dominic and stormed off. Which can only mean one thing. It's going to be Dominic versus Aaliyah at hell in a cell. Mustafa Ali, Apollo Crews and Ricochet defeated the Hurt Business. Good action, good bumping. Mustafa Ali winning a match. Bloody hell. Love it. And then we get the tease of Dolph Ziggler coming out to challenge Drew McIntyre and Drew going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, You've had the title shots before. And he went, yeah, I know. Robert Rude and to show how much you tend <laughs> it was the Zelda noise when you opened the yeah. chest <laughs> and to show how much attention I've been paying to Mr. Rude not just oh. this year but last I went and asked some people 
Oh, he's Robert Rude now. And they really emphasize the fact that he's Robert rather than Bobby. That's interesting. Is that a new thing? And people had to go, he's been doing that since 2019, mate. <laughs> Sorry for not paying attention to you, mate. But weirdly enough, with the issues of CFO dollar sign uh, being very public, I was very surprised, obviously, as the Black and his song changed, that they've kept glorious. Mm. It's a nice change I, I reckon it'll change yeah. soon, even if not because of James Storm um, coming in, and maybe they will tag them together. Maybe I'm just being a, a wishful thinking there. Maybe. Um, but I think just because it was a return, it would have been weird to have him come out to anything else, a new bit. Because I want—I almost said you wouldn't get the pop, but there's no bastard there. But you know what I mean. I popped. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. And you know what? I actually think it was probably his best match on the main roster. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it as a main event. Yeah, it was good. And there's been no notes here, which is a shame, for the closing segment. Randy Orton, disguised as a simple janitor who, <laughs> a few minutes earlier, the Hurt Business have walked past and threw some rubbish down. Hey, pick that up, old it's man. Like Kai, it's like Kaiser Soze. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what it is, yeah. Look at that inauspicious old man. What a bum, eh? Yeah. Hey, it's it's all come full circle because bloody Cedric was Gary Garbutt. <gasps> yes. Oh. oh. Wow, what a throwback. Wow. So this little old man goes and hangs out with the other old men playing cards backstage and puts on night vision glasses. What's this light switch, Jeff? Oh, you hear And then you come back and they're all dead. And it takes him off, and then he leaves, puts the skies back on, and then, like, you know, the security and police ambulance arrive, and he just goes, through there, boys. <laughs> leaves, <laughs> like, the end of Silence of the Lambs, just going at the yeah. crowd, like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, I mean, I have no interest in seeing Orton versus Drew McIntyre again, but this segment was so ridiculous and stupid, I loved it. <laughs> Orton, it. fair play to Orton, because he really made the most of it. It was very good, his performance. But... I don't know why none of them sold verbally with their mouths because you just heard the chair clanging about all over the place. But you know. They all had their phones on the table. They could have literally just picked it up and sort of gone like that. Even if you can't get the torch on in time, they could have just shined the phone mm. a little bit. I guess it wouldn't make much difference. The, sheer, and those, the terror, those, um, though, the terror. Oh, yeah. Um, the, those glasses, I don't know, obviously, I don't know anything about night vision goggles, but I've watched Silence of the Lambs, and the ones that mm. Matey has in that, Buffalo Bill, Buffalo um, Bill. That he has in that. They're big, like, and they look cool and expensive. The ones that Orton looked like look sort of like more like ski goggles. Mm. Did they come up with that last minute and just sent somebody down to Alpine Superstore or something? I hope so. Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, yeah. Maybe not. I just like saying that name. That's I don't a good know. Question. Somebody will correct me. If I want to go, I'm on Amazon right now. Can you just buy night vision goggles, like proper ones? Don't know. Let's have a look. I assume so. Yeah. While you do, am I all right? I'm being very unprofessional. Can I run for a wee wee? Yeah, oh, on, tell us oh, how nice it feels as well. Isn't yeah, because yeah, I've really needed one for ages, yeah. I will do. I've, I've never had pleasure having a massive wee unless I've had to like wait for ages. But There's a massive poo. Oh, Sorry. yeah. Well, yeah. Let's not get into the, the uh, base Can, can you, can you buy them on, a, on Amazon, Matthew? You can. None of them really look like the splinter cell ones. What they do, all look what? like yeah, cool military ones. I'm but thinking of the ones that are like, they come down and they're, they're cool. And, yeah. Do they look like Randy Orton's ones on Raw? Let me go price high to low. Good thinking. Oh, they're about five grand if you want the... Ooh! Uh... Oh, yeah, no, there's they're the... Yeah, yeah, no, they're expensive. So that's why they went and got, you know... The NAF ones. The, the vision killer. 
What did you uh, What do you think? You you enjoyed it for what it was because it was so silly. Because it was uh, memeable. I think that's a word. Yes, uh, there been many Splinter Cell images. I did a thing where he did the Raging Demon from Street Fighter. That's a nice. nerdy game references you understand. I'm sorry, but people will, and they will message me to let me know that they did get it. Uh, that's the appeal of me on the show. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. It does mean yeah. we get more Orton Drew, and I'm like, I'm, I'm done. But knowing how yeah. the rest of Raw has been, this will be crap, next week will be crap, next week will be crap, and then Hell in a Cell will be great. Yeah, it has been that way. They've knocked it out of the park with these pay-per-views. I think yeah. it's been a really strong year for pay-per-views, especially given the circumstances uh, and the fact that the roster, they're dropping like flies and having to take weeks off here and there. They've, they've done their very best with what they have available to them, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wish that they'd gone full ham with it and we got like like the pay-per-view shots. That, sorry, no, not the pay-per-view, the, the first-person view shots from uh, from Silence of the Lambs. You know when she's yeah. like, all that stuff. I wish we'd seen some of that as well. Is it all right if I sit like that? I've realised I can sit back here. <laughs> That's what I was like. Are you going to do that? I might just... It's better with it on the table because you're not moving about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I might just do this. How did I not think of the this The audio earlier? sounds the same to me. Well, the mic's yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've... how well, many months cut. in? How many months in has it been? <laughs> you're you're a lot smaller than. That's okay. Everybody, okay. Yeah, yeah big. <laughs> that that's talking to your mum on Zoom. Pose. <laughs> are you doing? Yeah. Are you eating well? Yeah. Uh, give my regards to the lads. Oh, uh, give my we're... regards to the lads. <laughs> Is your mama Lannister? (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyway, AW Dynamite. Uh, Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks. Great match. Darby mm-hmm. wins with a coffin drop to Starks' injured back. Brian Cage tried to interfere, but Will Hobbs stopped him. Yeah, could keep this feud going between these four lads. And more it's all good stuff, isn't it? Else. Yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff. people because I, I live streamed it last night, um, and a lot Did of you? people in the chat 
saying like uh, they they see Ricky Starks out of all, out of, all of those as a future AEW world champion. I'm not sure I see it yet. I like Ooh. him. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, I wanted him to win this match because I thought that he could use it more than Darby, but yeah, obviously agreed. that didn't happen. Yeah. Mm. Still a good match. He, good way to kick the show off. Well said. I agree. He is sex on legs. Uh, Cody addresses Mr. Brody so is, Lee. So is Darby. So is Darby Allen. Let's be fair. Oh, absolutely, of course. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're not good. You're, you're I don't not see Darby the appeal. Answer. Not my type. Not mine either. Oh. But they're both little, little handsome boys. That sounded so crazy. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Little in terms of little in terms physically, of the... physically short, phys- physically. Yeah, young looking. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Cody addresses Mr. Brody Lee. It just, it just says here on the right, and I've got it. Cody went on for ages, but accepted the dog collar match challenge. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I wrote harsh. these ones because there's no, there's nothing to Not copy really. and paste on this. So I just wrote the... I, I, I seen a lot of praise for the Cody promo. I just thought it was a bit long-winded. It all made sense and everything. It was very, uh, very Cody. Cody's, that, Cody's that, that talented kid at school who can do the homework last minute and blag it. The promos I've noticed, mm-hmm. he throws a lot of ideas in. But and they don't really fit together, but he makes them fit together anyway because he's that good. And he didn't need to mention the handshake stuff. He just liked doing that because it was cool mm-hmm. and various different things. But it all works so well because he's just he's just good. So I still enjoyed it, even if it was a bit all over the place. Yeah, uh, I loved ent- the. Uh, I, found his, I found his entrance very long though. He's got about three yeah. intros now. The um the reveal that he was gonna do the match where he goes, my answer is. No. And then he walks up the ramp, turns, it, it lasted what felt like years for him to get back down there and go, actually, yeah, yeah, I will do it. That's, that's all, right. <laughs> all right, Cody. That's no. drama. Come back. No. Survivors. <laughs> How are no regrets. About? It was it was yeah. no regrets, wasn't it? Big shout out to no WCBW. Mercy. He was in that, that was the, oh, when you and Cody right. were in the same match at No Regrets. Yes, yeah. yeah. That was a shout out to me, it was, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I wonder how good TNT are with blood because I'm guessing it'll be a bloody match if Cody can get away with it. I don't know. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. AW Tag Team Championship match. SCU versus FDR with Tully in the 20-minute oh. uh, Brush with Greatness match, I believe. It's not written down Fantastic. here, but I think it's this. Yes. Another good match. Daniels gets ejected early on, but Tully sticks around to help FTR pick up the win. It, and it does tease that it's going to go 20 minutes but they don't. Uh, instead, Tully does the WrestleMania 5 finish with Warrior and Rude, where Heenan grabbed Rude's leg and then Warrior fell on top of him and he held him down. And then the referee goes, hey, look, and then Tully goes, you hides behind the mat. Yeah. Uh, there Any was thoughts? something in this match that I've never seen before oh, as well, on. which was Wheeler uh, faking, like an Eddie Guerrero fake, oh, I've been hit with the chair, but it was instead, he hit the ropes pretended that Daniels had tripped him on the outside, but he hadn't. And Daniels got ejected because of that. I thought that was absolutely genius. Yeah. But the ref should have ejected Tully later because didn't he catch him being a little, oh. little toe rag? I'm sure the ref saw him before the finish, I mean. Oh. I can't remember what it is, what it what it was now, but the referee, I'm sure he saw him do something. I thought, oh, after you've el- yeah. eliminated, ejected Daniels. He should have done, yeah. Go-to. Yeah, scamp. It was a good match though. Very good match. Hmm. I do like their tag style. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy took on Chris Jericho. 
Great showing for Cassidy. He tried winning with a code breaker and hit a line salt. Couldn't put Jericho away. Isaiah, uh, I should point out, Isaiah Cassidy, not Orange. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, you know what? I thought I'm going to butcher Isaiah, so I just left it out. But yeah, there is another wrestler on the roster called Cassidy. Yeah. Sorry about that. One's um, with a K and one's with a C. Cassidy with a K uh, lost Jericho. Couldn't put Jericho away despite his best attempt at putting him away. And obviously he wants revenge for the maybe attacking Matt Hardy. Jericho never said he did do it, but there we go. Jericho wins with a Judas effect off a springboard. Very tasty. Beautiful. This then sets up Jericho starring it with Luther and Serpentico. <laughs> Why the hell is that? Oh, I know, because it's Jericho's 30th anniversary since he started wrestling next week. So he might as well wrestle his friend, who's the only reason that guy's employed. Do you yes. put him over as well? <laughs> oh, if he oh, loses to him. That. I'd love I it. I'd love, love it so much. So, yeah. It's like, he's Why a, is he's a Luther- legend of Japan? Honest. I and mean, people who watch that tip of Japan say, he wasn't. He's never won. <laughs> Well, apparently people were really excited to have him there. Like some of the wrestlers who, I guess, grew up watching him back in the 40s. Um, really, they were they were very happy that he had signed and everything. But it, you know what? The, those stories work with Dustin Rhodes, for example, because we all know he's had a long and storied career. Who the hell is Luther? Who's <laughs> Doctor Luther? I'd heard, I'd heard of him before, <clears throat> and I'm not a big like Japanese wrestling fan. Obviously, I'm sure he will appeal to some people. I just don't know who those people are. It's like yeah. if if Coldaholic had like Timmy Mallet on, and you'd be buzzing at first, but she would absolutely be delighted. But then after a week or two, you'd be like, Timmy's a bit annoying, isn't he? And be like, Yeah, well, mate, he is. You brought him in. That's a good shout, Timmy Mallet. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you actually are going to try Timmy Mallet. You could probably get him now. Yeah, probably. What's, what's he get, doing? If we get Timmy Mallet before we get Craig Charles, I'm going to be devastated. Charles will be a lot more expensive than Mallet. Start oh, small, man. work your way to double C. So yeah, uh, after after Tully Blanchard said that he grew up watching uh, Luther and he was happy to see his match next week, moved on to Orange Cassidy versus 10. Cassidy wins, it was fine. Yeah, that's some good notes. I agree with that. Well, it was. It just felt like filler, didn't it? And yeah. then, I can't go about mentioning this. And this is one of... Oh, speaking of niche things and Timmy Mallet. All right. So Miro's... Somewhere, some arcade oh in America with uh, Kip Sabian. And Kip Sabian's got his crop top. And he's all sexy and cute and all this stuff. And then Miro's like, damn it, the bachelor party and stuff. And uh, exposition. Of all the people that show up and make a cameo, an American wrestling program in the year of our law 2020, Billy Mitchell appears. And Billy Mitchell is very distinctive looking because currently I've got his hairstyle right now. The, like, uh, <laughs> what um, did you say, Jack? Did you just go, what did you say? He's not aged. I thought you said, doesn't matter. I thought you said was something, something very terrible? different. Yeah, oh. I thought you said he's got AIDS. <laughs> so, and everybody just scared over it. I was like, what? So just to clarify for the listeners in case they made the same mistake that I did there. Carry on. Uh, uh, I was again, surprised to him as well. Just, it took me a few uh, 30 seconds to figure out who he was. So I watched the uh, the King of Kong. I'll go through the X in the air. Look, he's, <laughs> he's very litigious. He does not have AIDS. We did not imply that he has AIDS. He's no. very oh. and he's a great famously guy. Lit- no, well, maybe... No, I'm saying Look, that so we don't get sued. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah, no, no. It's a fact he's a good guy. Yeah. It's also a fact that uh, Twin Galaxies, the leading uh, company, I don't know what the hell they are, organisation, that's what I want, organisation that writes down who has the high record for arcade games and console games and that, where he was famously on top for years and decades, in fact, uh, famously took his records off 
because he was unable to prove that it wasn't emulated and therefore in breach of the policy. And he has since tried to take anybody who brings this up in a YouTube video to court. Just saying. So we'll move on from him, but you're really good, handsome man who doesn't have ways. What are you doing here? Like, are wrestling companies so obsessed with people? Anybody who is not from the world of wrestling who has some popularity that will dare to appear in a, a grungy wrestling show that will just give anybody some clout. This anyway. was clearly like Omega or Sabian's idea. One of the gamer lads in AW. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, it's that guy who has a really bad reputation that's getting on the show. Oh. What a win. So, uh, yeah, King of Kong was a good film, though. I agree. Yeah. Then Britt Baker ate some red velvet. <laughs> God, I love red velvet cake, by the way. Can we talk about how good red velvet, red velvet is? Yeah, yeah it's delicious. good, yeah. yeah. Carrot cake's better. Carrot whoa, cake's very nice. Whoa, yeah, whoa, the whoa, icing whoa, on whoa, carrot whoa, cake, whoa. I can't remember what it's called, but that stuff is is delicious. I like a classic Victoria sponge, you know? Bit of jam. Yeah, <laughs> bit of jam. <laughs> <laughs> None of this foreign cake. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Give me a Victoria sponge. There we go. None of this AIDS cake. No, and what? It, no. That's what it sounds like you said. I just want to clarify that's not, you did not say also, that. You did not we, say that you like AIDS cake for the record. Also, also, can we even say that word without the video being demonetized? AIDS, yeah, AIDS is fine. Okay, fine, yeah. all right. I think so, yeah. Okay. We could say COVID, but we can't say AIDS. We'll say Ebola. No, you can say AIDS. Okay. I don't, have, don't I want to. I don't want to anymore. Let's move yeah, on again. Let's stop Come talking. On. Jack, will you stop bringing up AIDS, for God's sake? Then John Moxley... Uh, took on someone who was picked by Eddie Kingston and I like the reveal of this because Eddie Kingston's at ringside going yeah you suck you smell I did not tap out or submit or give any indication that I was like exiting my match last week to Bryce Remsburg who if you shut your eyes sounds exactly like Brian Alvarez just saying <laughs> and while John Moxley's looking at him going yeah, 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 yeah and he's like ah look at me the butcher shows up topless but wearing the Apron. Is this the butcher's apron they call it? Is there any specific? Whatever. Yeah. Butcher's apron. Yeah. And just looking I, uh, unique. Yeah. Just the, imp- the, the, the visuals he has, I can't think of anybody else from wrestling that has that same vibe and look than him. So it was awesome seeing him come out. I was like, oh, it's the butcher. And he's got his gown on. He's all suited and booted. He's ready for this match. You can tell it's that's the equivalent to Ric Flair's robe. You know, he's really <laughs> ready for this title match. And we got a nice match uh, with Butcher showing off his submission skills, but he wasn't able to put him away. And yeah. It was that really was good, wasn't it? Because normally with the stuff like that, they hype a mystery opponent. Like I'm again going back to the the chat from from last night on the on the live stream. Everybody was like, "Pack, it's going to be Pack. It's going to be a debut. Oh, could it be Miro? Maybe." Uh, and then Butcher. Nobody was disappointed, and I certainly wasn't. It was just good to see him in that position. Yeah, same. I thought it was going to be Penta because of his tweet before the show. <clears throat> he tweeted a big poster of himself and Moxley, and I was oh. like. Maybe we'll get that in the future. I suppose. I guess we will, actually. Mm. Yeah. Now on to NXT, that other show. Oh, no, Shoti Blackheart this. defeated Dakota Kai. Uh, oh. Shoti Blackheart has some sort of magnet in her head that is on like attracted to the floor because she took a horrible uh, back suplex on the apron. Mm. And she's always doing stuff like this that hurts herself. She must like it. But she ends up being all right enough to continue the match. Uh, I'm sure Jack thinks that was fake. But. No, 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 no. All right, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch aren't even together. <laughs> yeah, you. Pr- I'm still. I'm still don't believe they are. <laughs> Everything is fake. Okay. Um, 
Then Cameron Grimes and Rich Holland fought to a stoppage in the Cameron Grimes Invitational Stepping Stones to the Moon match. It's a bit hairy. And also, special mention uh, to uh, Ariel Dominguez. Oh, I'm not going to get that right, am I? Um, for showing up. That's the MLW dude. Mm. I, I cared. I cared a lot. Anyway, he, he was referred to as Joey Pistachio, even though he turned around and his name, his actual name was on the back of his thing. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately for Joey, he was met by a lightning quick cave-in as soon as he entered the ring to taste defeat. Then Ridge Holland threw a wrench into Grimes' plans, answering the call next and pulling the technical savage until the referee was forced to stop the action. Yeah, Ridge looked good. Yeah. I like Cameron Grimes now. Didn't get him at, at first. But he's, a, he's just a, a good character. A good character. I like how his matches are short. It's great. Not, it doesn't mean, yeah. means you've got, not got to watch a lot of wrestling to, to yeah, understand fair. what he's about. Then <laughs> Kushida defeated Tony Nese. NXT's resident time splitter forced Nice to submit to the hoverboard lock before being greeted by a video message from Velveteen Dream, who promised that the lights would be too bright for Kushida uh, no. during their match at NXT TakeOver 31. Uh, problem is that Velveteen Dream is probably going to win as well. Do you reckon? Yeah, I predicted no. him to win. Really? I, Triple H said in that conference call, which is why I've gone for Kushida, oh. uh, he said in the conference call, like, you're about to see um, like the best from Kushida. He's had a rough old time of it sort oh. of thing. And so he's he's going he's gonna <laughs> to gonna do his imagine, thing. Imagine he's got to beat lasts, Dream. Come imagine on. Imagine if it lasts two minutes and Dream destroys <laughs> it. <laughs> the best of Kushida. <laughs> uh. Adam Cole defeated Austin Theory. And it says, really nice match between Very the two. Much. Felt like Adam Cole was being presented as a babyface last night, along with Kyle O'Reilly. Ooh. Yeah, that um, that video package that they put together for Kyle O'Reilly, just once again, WWE's production people doing a <coughs> grand, grand job. It's uh, Don't get me wrong, he doesn't really feel like much of a threat, if we're honest, but the story that they're telling is a very human one, and I want to see the match even if I know he's going to lose. I think they've done a really, really great job. I've not been invested in the winner of a match this much for so long. I really want... I don't think you will either, but I really want O'Reilly to win. Yeah, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? I hope maybe we'll get that down the line. Maybe he loses here and then it goes all the way to whenever. Maybe. Yeah. Also, oh, I should, oh, sorry, I just want to point on the conference call as well, Triple H said that NXT is going to... Or TakeOver 31 is going to visually... It's going to look different and I can't work out what that means. I'm quite interested. To oh, I have cutouts. seen the rumours. <laughs> oh, go on. Well... What month is it happening? October. Oh, what did they bring be, back last time? It's gonna be it's gonna be themed around my birthday, right? Right, right. It's this Sunday. Yeah. They can't do Halloween Havoc on bloody what is it, like the fourth or something. They certainly fifth. can. Halloween Havoc never happened fourth. on Halloween. But they can yeah, but the fourth. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Early. Well, no they one's can, going out for a proper no, Halloween, are they? They, they, they well. would have been they would have been hammering that home. If they were doing Halloween Havoc, they wouldn't do it as a surprise on the night. They but might do it as a slim gym. They can have me theme. They you can theme do that. Jack the Jobber. Oh, because you can birthday. have me theme. It's near enough to my birthday, which is the first. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's closer than yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. What would what would a Jack the Jobber themed pay per view look like? And insecurity. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Here come the skinny little boys. What? Because what Jack. are you on? What are you? That's what you called on? uh Darby. Oh right, I thought you were skinny, sorry. Skinny. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you forgot. Thought you called me. You got up. You like? What did you say to me? Like I'm gonna bigger the camera. He was starting on a camera, Jack. I thought you were calling me Making a yourself look he big, was. like a no, like a cornered cat. Me, no, I thought he was calling me a skinny little boy. 
Oh, that's way worse than being called a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Main event of NXT was... Uh, oh, no, they had the, the, the handshake stuff with yeah, Finn yeah, the first, didn't they? Yes, Kyle Riley and Finn Balor have a meeting, a friendly handshake. Both men showed respect to one another. Balor says he knows how good O'Reilly is, put him over as a legitimate threat. Kyle said he's going to do it on his own. He doesn't need his mates to help. The segment ended without violence, which makes oh. sense because it's the first time he's had a title shot. It's only Kyle Riley's fifth singles match since he joined oh, WWE. No way. Yeah, well, he's always wow. been tagging on and just yeah, errors, of course, so yeah. It would make wow. sense if he, you know, it wouldn't make any sense, I should say, if he started like throwing bombs at Finn Balor. They're going to go this route with him. So, mm-hmm. and then you're right, the main event, Candice LeRae and Jordi Gargano, they call themselves the Garganos. We did Io Shirai and Damian Priest in a mixed tag team match. Uh, I didn't see it, but I'm sure there was a lot of selling by Gargano, and which allowed him to spike the Archer of Infamy with the decisive one final beat DDT. And then they celebrated with the belts on them. Oh, that's nice of them. Nah, you're not allowed to do that. Have you gone for them to... I've gone oh, for Candice, they... but not oh, for Johnny. Okay. Oh, okay. I just, yeah, I, I, it makes me think, like, with the... Just the, the one of the closing images there being, Bye, like... Jack. Go um, be big somewhere else. With the closing image being them holding both of the belts and Triple H knows that that's a wrestling trope. If they knows. do that on the weekly, on the go home, that they're not going to win the belts. I think, yeah, he might he might swerve us a little bit, Ooh. but couldn't work it out. I, I think uh, I'd like to see Candice win. I thought Candice was going to win until, and it's very sad news, uh, Knox got injured again. Because yeah. yeah. I thought it would lead to Candice versus Knox and then Tegan would be the big babyface champion. Yeah. But that's obviously not happening now. That's really sad, that. No luck. Yeah, she's so... <clears throat> what is that? Three? Three and three Three years. big ones. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you've said it all there. That has been The Week in Wrestling. Good. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> and now it's time to have a look in the mailbag. Hi guys. Delve. Yeah, you get comfortable, Jack. It's gone all David Brent here. What's this? I hate this. I hate this so much. What are you doing? I was trying to dive into an imaginary mailbag, but oh right, I thought you were repositioning yourself. Oh, like like yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Hi guys. Just want to say thank you so much for everything you've have done the last couple of months. Kept me going in the right headspace. Thank you. Same to you, Paul. Cheers. Yeah. So my question. I went to my first ever WWE live event in Liverpool in 2015, and I went with a friend from Sixth Form. We went, and I was loving it, getting involved with everything. Nine years old, cheering like mad, getting involved with the chants, even Lucha, Lucha for the Lucha Dragons, and that's saying something in brackets. They were crap, but I just wanted to be involved. <laughs> they were all right. Uh, my mate that I went with just spent the whole show just watching and clapping, so I thought I was just being a child. But I had been to other shows since, and people were worse than me. Not many like. I was, I was wondering if you have been to any sort of show and either made a fool of yourself or been with someone who has. I imagine Adam has a lot of stories for this question because Adam is Adam. Thanks yeah. for everything. Will from the Wirral near Liverpool. P.S. Ross was the reason I started watching from the name Redacted Days, and I just want to send all my love to Ross because I see so much of myself in him. 
and I hope to see him back soon, but only when he is ready. Love you all. And that's the point where we all <clears throat> put our thumbs up and go, we all love you, Ross. Take care of yourself. Two thumbs there. So, back to the question. Uh, have you ever made a fool of yourself at a wrestling show, Adam? Yeah. It's the Pachidi. I mean, yeah, are you sure? Have... You don't have some time to think about this? Or... Yeah, no. I d- the one that immediately sprang to mind is when I got pissed up and, and bothered Rey Mysterio. Yes. I was hoping uh, you'd yeah. use that one. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just... Uh, it was... Soon after Cultaholic had just started, right? It had just been like a few months anyway. Um, Five Star were doing their show at the, um, not the NEC, what's it called? The The arena. The the arena. It's called the arena. It's the, what's it called now? The Utilita. Yeah, the Utilita. It it used to be the Metro Radio Arena. Yeah, that's the one. It used to be the TeleWest one, yeah. And the TeleWest before that, yeah. Um, so it was there I, just, I don't know I got like six or seven pints in oh, um, just, and, just, the, just the six or seven for me last night yeah. <laughs> alright no, well, I'm trying to get across the point that I was drunk and then put the mask on and then tried to disrupt things not disrupt it I didn't want to ruin the show but I was shouting Ray right <laughs> to the point that he, he actively avoided me um, which, was, <laughs> no. which was embarrassing and also because these are the heads of all the yeah. kids won the high five and then there's just this chowge bloke yeah, well, I yes. wanted to, I wanted the head bump. I wanted the uh, the bloody him to come over because I had the mask on as well, and it would have been really poignant for everybody watching if we'd done the that. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, but- he didn't. The other time is when my my ass fell out in uh, in London, and Will Ospreay cut a whole promo behind me uh, with my anus practically exposed. That was embarrassing. oh, we can't also. count things that we've done in the ring, but it was yeah, an accident. Sure. My trousers weren't meant to come down. Right, true I, was, true. I sat on the chair and everybody was just, like, he was cutting a really good promo and everybody was just chanting, oh, soul, oh, so, referring to, to my <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hope I haven't. Yeah, I'm going through my uh, file of facts of stuff I've been at shows and stuff, but I hope I have. The only time I did something that annoyed people was at PWG uh, when they had that little armory. And the Young Bucks are taking on something yeah. in the main event. I think it was Death by Elbow, uh, Chris Hero and uh, JT Dunn. I think it was. And the Young Bucks, the whole thing is they, they're they dicks and they're cheating and obviously not much has happened uh, since then. They were doing uh, double teaming and then cheating and they started doing super... Uh, actually, they've done loads of super kicks at that point. This is like super kick number 63. And I start going, because they're baddies, right? And me being a British dude, one of them's going to be a good, one of them's going to be bad and we're going to you know, cheer for the goodies and boo the baddies. Such and same old poop, same old poop. Because they're bad guys. <coughs> All the crowd, boo, who said that? And like, yeah, you show them. Then Super Kick 64, Super Kick 65, Super Kick 6. Uh, um, yeah, that was the only time I annoyed people. But I wasn't trying to annoy people. Basically, because you Americans... in the crowd. Did you get singled out as well? Oh, well, that's it. You're like, oh, look at him, making him, trying to make it all by himself. I'm like, the... I'm like, sorry, I forget, like, it's, it's different over there, you know. Matthew, uh, they're Matthew, different, and we're right when it comes to crowd reactions. So, Matthew quite brutally heckles heels. I've noticed they're baddies. But you say things like, "If one of the, if two like NXT UK guys are wrestling each other at an indie show, I've heard you shout. At least he's on Raw. If he's been like a security guard or something, <laughs> it was to Joseph Connors. You shout that at Joseph Connors, right? Who? Is, oh, is no, worth, we can't lets, count the title show honest, with 10 who, people who, in attendance. Who, Bloody <laughs> hell. Who is, who is worthy, I'd like to point out, Joseph yeah. Connors. So you shouldn't have been so nasty to him. 
We had to shout something because it's there's nothing worse than going to those shows where there's not a lot of people, like the five star one, where there was maybe two hundred people in an arena that for wrestling sits about twelve thousand. Um or as again the equivalent title wrestling running uh what was that? Digital. Venue? Digital, thank you. A digital with again about twenty people. There was about twenty people and it was really awkward. There was more yeah. wrestlers on the card than, than people yeah. in the crowd. But that's what I mean. I'd rather be making noise than yeah, just yeah, the, the silence and true. the grunt and these wrestlers and you can hear them like uh, 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 I should have should have got my my A levels. Should have got me like, <laughs> yeah, you know. It's just so I'd rather like do that and at least get some heat and something but rather than just the uncomfortableness of it. The chance that you're trying to start there aren't about. It's not like you suck. You suck. It, it's you go. You may as well be shouting. Oh, you got sacked from Tesco when you were 16. It's all about their real <laughs> life, isn't it? That used to happen at MEW, by the way. There'd be people who used to chant at Dave Corbin, not Dave Corbin, you idiot. Um, Carbon. Dave Corbin. Dave uh, Corbin. Uh, Corbin. used to chant. I just made that name up. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Carbon, who's a really good uh, Northeast wrestler, by the way. He is. Um, Dave Carbon. Chant HMV. HMV. And I go, why are you guys chanting HMV at him? And he goes, oh, because it's where he works at. It's his legit job. I oh. use the security guard for HMV. And I'm like, right. <gasps> and I go, no. and I went, right, mate. What well, what do you do? And they go, oh, I'm unemployed. I'm like, oh, I don't that get is, it. Like, yeah, that, is, nice. that is mad because I once was walking through town and saw none other than, than Lewis the Dragon Beardsley and I, I waved to him. Like, oh, you're all right, mate. You're all right. And I was walking past HMV and he was talking to the bouncer. That makes so much sense now. You've seen Lewis the Dragon Beardsley about in town? Well, like four years, years ago. Years ago, yeah. But That's I remember... Mental. I, I know, grew I did, up watching I, him. He's amazing. I know. I know. He's, he's related to Peter Beardsley, actually. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a gimmick. Me too, but no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wait. My dad's just turned up outside to drop my birthday present off. <laughs> oh, really? Can he come on? Can he oh, come yeah, on? Get him no, on. We'll God, keep he's talking. Stand, no, he's standing outside the door. While oh, because of Corona. Right. Bloody hell, I right, forgot about that. Put the webcam up the, the window. We'll we'll crack on, Jack. We'll we'll crack on. Because oh, this could go it. on for a while. Yeah, you know what? Whatever. Watch your lads. Hope this all finds you well. I tried this question a while back, but with Adam around doing his classic British TV watch along. Feel free to insert a plug here. When is it? Tuesday, 8pm, twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic. Fantastic. I reckon you might be able to make a good chat out of it. Beg your pardon. Each of you have been invited along to take part in the Crystal Maze as team captains. Oh, no. Unfortunately, none of your friends are available to join in because of COVID. But we all know independent contractors will take any potential payday. You'll need someone to fill each challenge type, though. So who do you pick for each? Ooh. Mental, which is mental and memory skill ranging from simple brain teasers to acute memory and 2D slash 3D puzzles. He's copied that off Wikipedia, hasn't he? Of course he did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so mental... um, Dexter Loomis. Because he is mental and he seems like a very, very smart man who would just be good at stuff like that. Uh, similarly, I'll go with Necro Butcher because he's probably mental. Mm-hmm. And there is the famous story of uh, the Ring of Honor lads stuck in a airport for a while, have nothing to do. And they went and did the IQ test thing, the entire roster. And the story is Necro Butcher had higher IQs than anybody. Really? Yeah. He, he always, he, like, just from what I've seen of him, I'm, you know what I'm basing my uh, my judgment off of here, which is ridiculous. It's him in the film The Wrestler, where he yeah. comes across as a ni- nice, intelligent man. But I actually assume that he is as well. He seems like a, a good egg-ish. 
Yeah. Physical. Testing a contestant's physical abilities, reaching from obstacle courses to lifting, using cranking, or manipulating objects. Definitely off Wikipedia. Uh, ricochet. <laughs> Okay. I'm trying to think because they're very rarely about strength, are they? I, I was watching Fort uh, Boyard on the stream this week, and a lot of those involve strength. Like one of them, you know, the thing on gladiators that the just the men have to do in the thing where you're like yeah. the hand bike thing. They made them do that. You've got to have real great upper body strength. And I'm not saying Ricochet can do that, but the agility factor that Ricochet would bring to the table. It's funny you say that. There's a Fort Boyard episode. Wait a minute, breaking news. Go on, Jack. Sorry about that. Hey, what was it? Well, I've not opened it yet. I've got to go back to the podcast. Do we do an unboxing? What? No, not doing the hits. Okay. he was uh, he was just dropping by. Uh, he was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll let you go, mate." Oh, uh, yeah, Graham. He's looking. He's <laughs> looking tanned. He's looking. He's looking tanned. He's looking well. He's been in the garden, so that's good. Oh, I love the- oh, oh, good. Good, good for him. That's nice. We're on bit of- Crystal Maze teams. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, you need somebody, a wrestler, to do the mental challenge first. Uh, right. Damien Sandow. Good shout, Kayfabe. Nice. Cheers. Are we going through rapid fire? Have you got another, or is it someone else? No, we're on physical now. So Matthew's just doing his physical. Physical, and also just uh, quickly going, have you seen the Fort Bayard episode where, I saw this, they've got a, a tank, like a proper physical weightlifting type dude. And the thing is, you have to crank the crank and make water come out. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to have this natural progression. He does it so quickly that the crank like snaps and all the water pours out and he does it with like 30 seconds to spare. Amazing. He just breaks, he, he just breaks did he get the key out. for it? Oh, absolutely. Good, good. But he could have just put his hand through the thing and grabbed it, to be honest with you. He was that big. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, physical... Uh, yeah, you're right. They're not nice to strength. They're more obstacle courses, as you said. Who's good... Do you know who I'm going to go for? Apollo Crews. Yes. Oh, oh he's go done on. it. Apollo. Yeah, I get it. Because he's big and he can flip. Yeah, big flipper. Go on, Jack. Bianca Belair. She's oh. a bit of an all-rounder, isn't she? She's good at everything. Yeah. No, if you ask Dave Meltzer. What did he say? Oh, it's just there's a few Twitter accounts I've been going at him because he was like, ah, she's not that strong. She's not that quick. Oh. It was like, is she won a race on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> did you not see the... She she outran all of those yeah. paid actors. No, she oh, but doesn't she, always, doesn't she always win the NXT Combine? Which is a legit... Right. Or do they fudge those results? I don't know. <coughs> I don't know, but she's a... Roughly, <coughs> as far as I know. I, I don't know what the Combine is, and I don't want to know, so I'll move on to mystery. Testing a contestant's problem, solving abilities ranging from treasure hunts to large-scale mazes. Ooh, problem-solving <coughs> abilities. Mystery. I've got one. Go, Go on. on. Vince McMahon. Oh. Because he, do you remember that angle when The Shield debuted and they were clearly Punk's henchmen, but Punk didn't want to admit it. And then Vince, for some reason, rewrote it so that he came in and just solved everything. And that was the payoff. Vince <laughs> yeah. was Vince was clever and right. So I'm going yeah. for Vince McMahon for the mystery one because he's right good at solving mysteries. Good shout. Um... John Cena, because in the Scooby-Doo WrestleMania one, they solved the mystery together. Good. Not I like the answer as well. Or Evolution, because they are a mystery. Mm. That's good. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go with David Otunga, 
because it's a mystery that he's still employed. Yep, fair. Uh, fair. He's, he's, he's not wrong, is he? He's a lovely man. Is he? Is it? Seems, seems like <laughs> You don't know that. You, that that's just kayfabe. He, he looks good in jumpers. No, he, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm not really defensive. I, I does. I. <laughs> Skill. Testing a contestant's dexterity, accuracy, and eye-hand coordination, ranging from target shooting, timing tests, to vehicle driving. Oh. When was when was that? Oh, uh, the small vehicles. The little lunar rover that they control, oh, like a remote right, control yeah. thing, not actually getting right, right. in a car. Oh, okay. Skill. Oh. See, this is like who's, who's a good all-rounder. Because it could be any mm. number of things, the skill things. Uh, Brian. Brian? Yeah, whatever. Oh, it's hard, this one. Who just seems like they're good at stuff? Cesaro. Yeah. Mr. Perfect. Oh, genius. Mm, that's the one. That's <laughs> the one. Yeah. Oh, anyway, go. For me, it'd have to be Triple H for mental because he's cerebral. There we go. For physical, i have to go with Triple H. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Some humongous muscles gained from years of burying. Triple H should definitely be my pick for mystery after a solving <laughs> of the Katie, the Katie Vick mystery. And finally, my skill, it could only ever be Adam Cole or that ridiculous super kick on Ricochet. Oh, not Triple H. Yeah, I thought that was leading to that, but you've swerved us there. Uh, I'll, okay, but I'll talk because it's in Welsh. Lee from Wales via Madison, Wisconsin. It's H-W-Y-L-F-A-W-R. No idea. So I hope that's a happy thing. If it's not, same to you, Lee. Anyway, Cheers, next Lee. question. Hi, chaps. What's your ultimate survive? And it cuts off. Delighted to see you guys <laughs> still riding high during these trying times. You're a staple of my day, and my other half watches you on the regular. And prior to Thank doing you. so, she could only name John Cena, Seamus, and El Fantasmo. Met him at a Rev Pro show, and he took a particular shine to her, the cheeky sausage, and she was Does- loving it. Does sound like El Fantasmo, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. He's also a doppelganger for my best mate, which made for some interesting chats in the drive home. You're friends with someone who looks like El Fantasmo? Wow. Yeah. Nice. My question yeah. for you, with some context, I have an extensive wrestling figure collection hidden in a box under my bed. I'm 28 years old, have a mortgage, and drive a Skoda with tray tables in the back. My fiance of eight years is totally accepting of the hobby and encourages it, as it's the perfect escapism from my day to day and keeps me from just becoming another responsible adult who works to pay his council tax and overpriced Sky TV. She originally found out by discovering a CM Punk in my bedside drawer. I'll go <laughs> that, le- that would have been used recently. He's just put that in the I get the, list, the little plastic pals out. Pose them and rebook classic matches. Oh, I used to do nice. that when I was a youth and must have had some sort of regression in my mid 20s. At least I don't do drugs, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The question What passions slash hobbies do you hide from your friends and family? Brackets simply don't mention or you're too ashamed to speak about. And is any of it wrestling related? I realize these answers could go awry. Much love, lads. Keep being your wonderfully entertaining and engaging selves. Delighted to have the live streams back. Don't wreck yourself watching everything, Pachiti. Uh, George Barrington, age 28 and not ashamed. <laughs> as an X for a kiss. P.S. Ross, you are a gem 
and can't wait to see you back on our screens when you're fit and ready. Good times. Thank you very much, George. That's a lovely message, that one. I like mm, I really like the t- I really like the idea of he's not ashamed. He's not ashamed about it. That's fair enough. I did it when, when when I went home. I found a load of wrestlers in the loft, uh, and I was sat sat up in the loft. What? 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 <laughs> not real like ones. Found- <laughs> <laughs> no. What are you doing in here, bloody bushwhacker, Luke? Get out. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I just I had a play uh, completely unironic. I wasn't like, smashing them together. I was I was pretending I was doing a match with them. Uh, my uh, my one that I'm not really embarrassed by it, but a few years ago, my brother um, bought me a yellow submarine Lego set, and I had a great time putting it together. And I told all my family um, that um, that I really liked the the Lego set. And then uh, a couple of Christmases ago, my uncle gave me a Lego Moana play set. So I guess he didn't know what to buy me, uh, which is very sweet. It's a it's a nice gift. It was uh, he was trying to get something that he thought I'd enjoy. But I've had to say since I uh, don't really. I've gone off the Lego uh, a little bit, so I don't get any oh. more Lego Moana, Moana Lego. Fair. I'm trying to think of uh. one. The problem is that mine was wrestling, but now. Yeah. I've been doing this for four and a half years. I'm pretty much over the embarrassment of mm-hmm. being known as a wrestling fan. So mine was, not when I was a kid, but when I was older and getting back into it, I was very ashamed of that. Um, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I'll. it was a long time ago, I think, if I've told it. So I'll tell it again. My first <clears throat> like proper girlfriend when I was like 16, 17, and I was staying around hers, and I knew that that night was, uh, was whichever pay-per-view was Punk versus Triple H. It was just after Money in the Bank 2011. And it was then they booked Punk versus Triple H. And at the time, I thought, this is like a dream. This is amazing. Because Triple H is my favorite ever. Punk was my favorite at the time. I was like, this is going to be fantastic. It wasn't fantastic, but I really needed to know who'd won. My my girlfriend did not know that I was a wrestling fan. And I'd never, ever mentioned it to her. And then she fell asleep and I just slowly turned it on and just watched it on mute and was terrified that she'd wake up. And if she woke up, my plan was going to be that I just found it just scrolling through. And that was... So wrestling's mine, but it's it's obviously not anymore. Yeah. But that's surprising that you were that ashamed of it. That genuinely was, really yeah, but, me. Uh, yeah, but I was... Uh, I was she, was she was the first girl that I'd ever yeah, been with. I, guess I was so, like, yeah, yeah, she's going right. to break up with me if she finds out about this. Did yeah, she find out? So, I don't know if she ever... I think I told her that I used to like it, but I don't think I ever revealed that I was back into it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Jack said, nearly everything I've gotten into that I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody this because it's embarrassing, has become normalized, not necessarily because it is normal, but because there's people that talk about it either online in real life. Um, watching speedrun documentaries and stuff like Awesome Games Done Quick, my mates now watch uh, Summoning Salt and some of the other YouTubers who go into it in depth. I'm not going to bore you too much about it because it's, you know, if you're not into it, it's like, okay, great. It's like listen to, a, you know, a, a train spotter talk about, you know, the Flying Scotsman or something. Um, there's that. Uh, wrestling, major part of that. I mean, people used to say, why, do, why, why was it only six years or so into the YouTube career that you, you showed your face? I went, well, what was I going to say? Hey, you never get this. Why, I do these wrestling videos. <laughs> oh, are you a wrestler? No, 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 no. That's stupid. Will you become a wrestler? No. I take, I take bits and make music videos out of them. Oh, you're one of those highlight reel dudes. Oh, they're great. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I take the bad bits. 
oh, okay. I mean, you must use some really cool bands, like some indie stuff or maybe some local rock. No, 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 no. Um, video game music. Right, okay. I mean, what the hell? I don't know how that became normalized, and I still don't. I don't bring it up with people. If they ask about it, I'll mention it, but I'm not That's like, That's a hard hey, sale. Guess what? Yeah. Uh, I think I've, like, I've, I've met people before <laughs> who know Matthew and had known him for a while before realizing he was Botchamania yeah. guy. Wow. Yeah. It might just be from where I'm from, but you don't. It, it's just not done. Where you where, from? Where you're from? You can't be going around going, "I'm the best me." Jack can say I'm good, but I can't tell Jack, "Hey mate, hey, I'm good, aren't I?" You're like, it's like oh, so he's so he knows oh. he's good. He's, he's clarified there for everyone listening. He knows he's good. Oh, he's he just always known. Say it. You're a pro. Yeah, it's not a new thing. He's always known that he is yeah. the best at botchamania. Yeah, out of the two people who've done it, he is the best one. <laughs> When he bought the rights to the Botchmania name, it was just that email that came through that week when it was like Matthew's. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that, that was great. But at the same time, I hope your dad's got your lump of coal in a box. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do think you're good. Obviously, I think you're good. Come on now, Matthew. Come on. I Come know. on now. I know. We have this passive aggressive thing, though. It's great. I <laughs> yeah, love it. Yeah. It's keeping us awake. Isn't it um, nice that we're at the point with like hobbies where there's not really much, unless you're into uh, bestiality or something, you can generally, there's there's a community <laughs> out there. I'm sure there's a community for that as Mate. well. Oh. But you can, you can, people are just more accepting of stuff with, I guess, the internet and everybody has got weird hobbies. I think oh, if well, I was a brony, I'd keep it secret. I was going to ask for two weeks off in November because I'm going to... Donkey Dick Con, but now I can't. Now you said that. <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> oh, you're a Donkey Dick dude. Oh, me too. Let me get the membership. Oh my god. I've got the badge. I've got the sash. I've got the hat and everything. Oh, I get it. Donkey Dick. But yeah, and um, and a weird th- and a non-stupid thing. Uh, the thing that like me and Jack ended up talking about and making friends with on the podcast. Uh, serial killers. And unresolved mm. mysteries and stuff like that. Because um, I remember it brought up that crazy time in 2018. Do you remember when they caught the original Night Stalker? Um, oh, there's a bunch. I can't remember them off the top of my head. But the point was, there were so many of them. And we're like, oh, you've heard about that as well. Oh, we like, end yeah. up like, yeah, that was a thing that I read too much about. But not everyone's into serial killers. I love them. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> Crazy. No, I'm, anyway. I'm but I yeah, maybe that's one actually. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring that up immediately in conversation. But actually everybody loves crime and Netflix especially like mm. has nailed the crime documentary and brought it to a mainstream audience better than any anyone has before. So yeah, I think it probably like if you said to somebody Oh, I really like um Evil Genius or Making a Murder or something like that, yeah. you're not gonna get weird looks, are you? And then you could well, also yeah. Parlay that into oh I like Shipman, I like and, and the rest of them, all the all the big ones. Oh, especially because David Tennant's just done that bloody drama that me I'm told me to yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About Nilsson. Yeah. Um, there was a Harold Shipman documentary on BBC Two this week. Very good, recommended. Oh. Awesome. Anyway, we'll, we'll come one more out. question when we want to read pieces. Hi Adam and the Diddler boys. Don't know why they've I've done been, that. I like that. And I'm I've not been trying to. Be exp- I are you not? Oh, well. I've been trying to explain to my partner that wrestling is full of stories and showing her heel turns. And she said, so when Scar killed Mufasa, that was his heel turn, which yeah. made me think of my question, which was, what is the best non-wrestling heel turn? From Jack Uliate uh, from Wales. Again, I much apologize for getting that name incorrect, but you're from Wales, so it's all right. That's a good question. Heel that turns good aren't wrestling. I like that one. Oh, I know. 
Electrovalian and Goldeneye. I was... Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that yours? Alec? I've got two, so it's fine. Back from I've the dead? Okay. That's a great one, though. I've that never is seen it. What does he do? Or she? Yeah, I'm seeing oh, Goldeneye. Could be a woman. It's, short, it's Sean Bean. I've seen, uh, it's bloody Sean Bean. Oh, is it? I like Sean mm. Bean, I think. Um, yeah. I've only seen Casino Royale. That was good. But... It was a good um, film. Really good film. No, I liked it, but just I can't believe you haven't seen Goldeneye. Play the it's, game. It's really good. Um, Matthew, go on, explain what he does. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. He goes, he starts off the, the inner sequence, which is a prologue to the rest of the film. They're in facility, aka level two. He goes, finish the job, James, blow them all to hell. You have 10 seconds. And Trevelyan ends up getting burned in what is supposed to be a swerve because Ormlov shoots him, but it's a fake. But he gets burned because James Bond's like, all right, I'll set the explosives uh, for a different time. I should time. point out, no, Adam's not seen this film ever before. And I think I, I, don't, I don't even know what's going anyway. on. Yeah, 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 you know what? I'm sorry. Mean. I'm just getting really into just start, recapping I mean, you just the entirety of Goldeneye from start to finish. So that was like a that was like a Jackson Pollock of Goldeneye. Yeah, sorry, that, you that know what? I'm not going to be able to abbreviate it. You're right. Thank you for stopping me. Uh, Trevelyan is Bond's friend in Eternal. Oh, he's still going. Okay, right. Okay. No, no, he's done the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Right. Oh, check it out. And he's a Cossack, right? And his parents are co- no. It's fine. He's a lens. Fine. Sorry. No, I will actually watch it. You should do for it on England. Sp- well, I can't do it on stream. Wait, for England, Matthew? No, Alec. For me. Oh! And then he survives. He drops 100 feet on the concrete. He no-sells it. And then a satellite fell on his head. Anyway. Okay. Go on, Jack. What's yours? So you can talk about it. Walter White from Breaking Bad is the classic one for me. Slow burn. Slow burn heel turn there. And Yeah. But I don't know if I should, because I know that Breaking Bad is one of those series that people will discover years later and binge watch all in one. I've like not seen it. Sitting. Yeah, I, I won't so ask I'm not gonna, I'd so like I'm to not watch gonna, it. It is very good, so I'll not say. Okay. But uh, no, mine's Walter White from Breaking Bad. Uh, great. Absolutely great. It's just a slow. It's not, is it a heel turn or is it just a change in character over the course of many seasons? Yeah. Is this when he gets way, hooked on meth? Right, you've misunderstood Breaking Bad, but that's okay. okay. Yeah, you know what? You, know what? You, you should find out by watching it yourself. Yeah, I will yeah. do. I will. Yeah, I'll I've seen the first that, yeah. episode, episode, sorry, literally like five or six times. Okay. Because um, I was trying to get into it, and I know I should have just pushed forward, really, rather than rewatching the same episode. It's a weird thing to do that. Mine is Grandpa <laughs> Joe. Uh, it's not. Um, <laughs> I was thinking um, a really good one that sprang to mind immediately was the uh, the Prospector from Toy Story 2. Oh, really good reveal funny. there. Stinky um, Pete. Stinky Pete. But I'm going to go with uh, The Simpsons, Herbert Powell, Homer's brother. Um, because it's not really a full heel turn, but he is a dick. He does turn out to be a complete dick. So he, he lets Homer design the sort of the everyman car, the one for the just the, the, the typical... Um, Typical American. And Homer does his best and he's really into it. And he gets like, he, he tries his hardest. And then the car turns out to be a piece of crap. And then Herb's really pissed off with him. Like it's Homer's fault. You, you're the CEO of a company. Don't trust Homer Simpson to do that. Your brother. And he, it all comes back at the end. But I thought I, I didn't like Herb because of that. Fair. Very good shot. Uh, mm, Thanks. Yeah, I'll go into that. Also special mention, because I was looking enough to see this on uh, Independence Day weekend in America, Captain's what, Captain uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. When the reveal happens, and I assume you two 
really cutting edge people know what the reveal is. Anyway, uh-huh. all right then. Everyone else, I'm sure the comments will know. There's a reveal, and it's a mixture of, if you've read the comics that happened 60 years ago, you know what's about to happen. So it's a mixture of when it happened, and people know it was happened, and people who hadn't read it are going, oh, it happened. And when it happened, everyone in the entire cinema at the same time all yelled, ah, Bucky, and that was awesome. Bucky. Mm. Was it Thanos? I don't care that you don't. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he shows up, he's Thanos, yeah. Uh, Come, we haven't seen, oh, whatever. Um <laughs> We could talk about silly stuff all day, but we'll instead move on to the next segment. But before we do, if you would like to send us any questions, some feelings, just some thoughts <laughs> going through your head, these we seem to be most of the time, send we're all into feelings. it. Please, please, please send them to mailbag at colaholic.com. Now it's time for the segment. So good. They named a candy after it. Reese's Pieces. Tope Con, what's the crack? I love the variations of that. I am writing you today with the Reese's Pieces about favourite wrestler from a choice of two from the same country. Ooh, okay. Mm. As you will see, some were very hard to narrow down to two, while the bottom of the barrel was scraped on others. I honestly can't remember if this has been done before, as this podcast all blends to one. <laughs> it's true, but it's worth a shot. Okay, fastest thought first. We'll go around Pachiti Jack, me, Finn Balor, or Seamus? Seamus Bala I think Bala could be more consistently good Seamus was rough the first two years Drew McIntyre or Grado (sighs) Drew McIntyre oddly enough Drew but Grado burned so brightly for such a short time I'm going to say Grado just to spite you name redacted Murphy or Bronson Reed um Murphy. Mur- Murphy's amazing. Yeah, Murphy, for sure. It's a Murphy one, or Bronson Reed. Murphy or Bronson Reed. Oh, Murphy, Murphy. Yeah. Really smooth Why is it name redacted Murphy? Well. That threw me off. It says name redacted Murphy. I thought he'd done something. Of the, you know, yeah, I thought he was going for what culture. I didn't read yeah. through these. What anyway, culture uh, Murphy? I'll go Bronson Reed because Bronson Reed's clean and doesn't do stuff on Raw. Uh, William Regal or Zach? Oh, Zach Saber Jr., I imagine. Zach, I've saved by the bell. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Could be Zach Gibson. It's probably Zach Saber Jr. Yeah, it will be. Uh, William Regal. Regal. Yeah, Regal. Just uh, for the Mark. character stuff more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. William Regal can do more uh, stationary than most wrestlers can do moving. Uh, Mark Andrews or Flash Morgan Webster? Oh, don't really care. Um, no, I'll go. <laughs> I'm joking. It was a joke. I, I like both of them a lot, actually. Uh Flash. Mark um, Andrews is kind of my spirit animal in a way. So I'll right. go for Mark Andrews. Why? Why is he your spirit? Because I mean, there's a there's a watch along where he's doing the My First Match with Mandrews series. Yeah, and the match is like his match is like the psychotic psychopath versus Kid Lightning. And he goes, Guess which one I am, you guys? And I just thought that was really, really yeah, good. He yeah. was Kid Lightning, by the way. Um so I'm gonna I'll go for Mark Andrews. Yeah, you know, like because both. of my first match with, I'll pick Mark Andrews because I love that series. It's really great. It's a great series. Yeah. Is he oh, still doing them? Might, some episodes might not be great anymore. We'll have to go back Good and review. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Killian Dane or Finley? Oh! Killian Finley. Finley. Damo. Uh, they're both great, but Damo, because I've met him. Uh, yeah. he, w- but- he wouldn't be offended by me picking Finley. He idolises <laughs> the guy, doesn't he? I think he's a big yeah, fan. but 
I think we all do, don't we? But but one of them's a nice guy and one of them's Finley, so you know. Well, we don't know that Finley's horrible. I saw that fighting with the Fin Finley. What's it called? F- not fighting with my family. The fight the fighting Finleys <laughs> documentary. Fighting uh, with my Finley is great. Fighting though. with my Finley, uh, and it was he came across as a very nice man. Okay, Bret Hart or Edge? Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart, sadly. Take sadly. Take a guess. Well, I Alistair wanted to pick Edge, but I Because Brett's better. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Black or Rizar? <laughs> what? From AOP? Oh, uh, Rizar. What, is he from the Netherlands? I, I assume so. I hope this person's in my research. I didn't even know. I thought, I thought, I thought Aiken was from the... Right, let's find out. Carry uh, on, sorry. I'll go, I'll go uh, for Rizar, I'll, by the way. Well, it's... it's you're going for Rizar? Okay, uh, I'll go for <laughs> Alistair Black, oddly enough. Alistair Black, yeah, I like yeah, it, even you. with his crappy new music. Uh, Andre the Giant. I mean, Giant. they're twins, aren't they? Are they not? Are they not related? No, they're not they're related. Twins. No way! I never looked into it. I didn't realise that they look the yeah, same. Razor's Dutch. I have no idea. They're two years younger than me. It's absolutely ridiculous, man. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when am I going to grow my adult body? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the box. For yeah. uh, Andre the Giant or Sylvester Lafour. <laughs> Andre the Giant. I wish I'd read these now. Andre, Andre the Giant. The Giant. Yeah, I'll go Andre. Alexander Wolf <laughs> I'm or David Finley. Oh. Wolf, because I don't know a great deal about David Finley. I'll go for David Finley because out of the two of them, I've seen more David Finley matches that I enjoyed. Uh, Wolf, just because uh, Dub X Dub. Uh, Arari Davari or Sean Davari. <laughs> uh, I'll go for. I'll go for Sean Davari. I'll go for Sean for the nostalgia factor, not Ferrari. Uh, Ari Davari because he once spoke Geordie on Twitter to me once. It was very good. Nice. Uh, Bruno Sammartino or Lou Albano? Bruno Sammartino. I'm going to go for Lou Albano because I've really not seen that much Bruno. No, I just Lou Albano seems... He played, Mar- he played Super Mario, man. You you wrote the best the the, the every WWE champion don't ranked from worst to best like and it's, it's literally don't number one. Me. All right, sorry, do sorry. I didn't yeah, see Captain Lou on yeah, the list. It's a rule, isn't it? It's just a rule. You've got to say that Bruno's the best. It's yeah, just a rule everyone got, yeah. knows. You put Luthers on your top ten favorite wrestlers. <laughs> it wasn't favorite. It wasn't favorite. It was the greatest of all time. That's what that's what I was asked to oh, write, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they changed the top. Oh, piss off. I was oh, Wait, is that a real thing? Tens of your best, your favorite wrestlers. Never no, they said, oh, yeah, no, they but said no, it's it's the I greatest. It. I know they changed it, but so but it says. <laughs> not my favorite wrestler. Luthez. Oh, he never shuts no, up about ne- Luthez. Yeah, I'm always going on. I'm a big, I've got the, the Thez network. All this stuff's on there. Oh, I'm never going to get over that, We nearly called this Thezaholic, but we are talking about it. <laughs> I've got all his matches on 16 millimeter. Oh, great. All right, I'm a twat. <laughs> all right. Leo Balno, because, yeah, he was Super Mario. Uh, Joshua Thunder Liger or Okada? Joshua Thunder Liger. Uh, <laughs> Liger. <laughs> oh, who was the other one, sorry? Okada. I'll go for Okada. The two Japanese wrestlers you could have picked. Um, Liger. I wear. Uh, Ray Phoenix or Pentagon Jr. Whatever name you want to call him. Yeah, right. Uh, Pentagon. Pentagon, but it's close. Wow, yeah. that surprises me. Um, look, they're both great. Come on. Yeah. 
Bad Luck Farley or Tamatonga? Tamatonga, because he helped us out. I wasn't there, <laughs> he, he did help the channel out. I guess, yeah, Tamatonga. Why is that, Jack? Because he was sound, and also, uh, out of their matches, I prefer his as well. He's very fast and nimble. The reason why I asked, it says, pause to see if Jack brings up Japan. Right. Now, that's like fair. It. That's fair if I brought up Japan on my own accord, but you went, I know. what is that, Jack? <laughs> so that's that's a bit of a setup, isn't it, really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, okay. uh, I think Tama Tonga still follows me on Twitter, so him. Epico- How is that any better than me bringing up Japan? <laughs> <laughs> Epico or Primo? Epico. Oh, Epico. He's our favorite. He's the favorite of the channel. Yeah. Primo's, Primo's really bad. <laughs> he's bad, bad human being. We love Epico. Yeah. If Epico could somehow tag with both Thez and San Martino in a six man, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> The dream team, finally, Tez, Bruno, Epico. <laughs> Last but not <Shield>. least. <laughs> Last but not least, the age-old question that every wrestling fan has asked themselves countless times over the years, Bushwhacker Luke or Bushwhacker Butch? <sighs> Luke's been going at it for ages, hasn't he? I'm going to go Butch. I was, I, I just preferred Butch's face when I was a kid. I remember thinking, I don't like Luke. He's, he, he looks out of place there. He didn't. Of course he didn't. Butch, he, he just got a friendly face, hasn't he? And as he's gotten older, yeah, they're great. I like the Bushwhackers. I think they're funny. Um, I really don't, I'm really not, I don't know much about the differences between them. I'll go for Luke, but just to even it out, I don't, I don't know. Butch has got the rounder sort of pea-like head. Yeah. And Luke has got the more kidney bean-shaped oh, head. Oh, it... Would you say Butch is like the Barry Chuckle and Luke's like the Paul? Is Luke like the leader? Wait, which one's Paul? Paul's the taller one. Tall, thin. Yeah, Barry's That's the. Luke. That's Luke. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go for Butch then because I feel like Barry Chuckle doesn't get his. I don't know. Yeah, I'll go for. I'll go for Butch as well. Uh, Luke, because he's the one who did the rumble spot where Earthquake threw him out, and he just went. Like, oh yes. all the way back. Thanks for all the great content you guys put out. You are all great lads, but a special shout out to Adam, who seems to be in full messer mode lately. And I couldn't be happier mean? about that. I don't know. Cheers, Stephen in Waterford, Ireland. P.S. He means as- Messiah. Thank you. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't know what he means. It looks like I included that. I genuinely didn't even read that. I wasn't. I'm not bigging myself up by including ones that praise yeah. me. Uh-huh. But thank you. Uh-huh. As I know, this is <laughs> Adam reading Messiah. this. <laughs> P.S. As I know this is Adam reading this, I think you would enjoy that when you go through the wrestlers by nationality on Wikipedia. Jimmy Savile comes up in the British wrestlers section. No, no need to include him podcast, but shares information <laughs> with Matthew. On. First of all, well why vetted. did I enjoy well that? Vetted, I, should have, I should have read the whole thing. I, I just skimmed down to the to the bit and I read, oh, that's quite a funny Reese's Pieces. There were only like two or three this week. And I thought, that's good. I read the first few, pasted it in, and I should have I should have cut the bit that said to be cut there. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> wow, what a great Reese's Pieces. Uh, if you have any to share yourself, you think you do a better job than Stephen. You can by going straight to mailbag at coldaholic.com. And make sure you put any notes for Pachidi right at the end. In bold, highlight them. Yeah. It's Coldaholics. The question. 
Wow. What a great podcast. Delightful. And it's an even greater question to end today's shenanigans. The big question is, apparently, how should John Cena return to WWE? So what's he well, said today? Because there was so, a news thing right. today, wasn't there? So Go this on, is Jack. off the back of his appearance on Jimmy Fallon uh, this week, where John said... It was in the middle of him plugging his... Um, What's it called? His book series about the little monster truck that the little monster truck that could kind of thing. It's called like full gear. It's not full. It's not full gear. Um, but as he was plugging that, he said it was a very nice message. He said, you know, my books have got a lot of positive messages for the kids. And I like the fact that even though my wrestling career is less active these days, it's not done. I like the fact that I'm still putting positive messages out there. And everyone in the wrestling media obviously zeroed in on him saying it's not done. So that's got us thinking. If he returns, how is the best way? How will it? How will it happen? What immediately popped into my head is because I don't think Rock is going to come anywhere near WWE while COVID is a thing, and COVID will be a thing next year. I think Cena Rock again. I know we've seen it. Cena Rock, sorry, Cena Roman again. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd like to see. Um, I, I think Cena Roman with Roman as the heel and getting. Like if he battered John Cena, imagine if like he did a Lesnar almost mm. to to Cena. That's probably where, and I think that's a big money match as well. Well, it definitely is. I can't believe yeah. they, didn't they do it at like a random like No Mercy or something? Yeah, it was very well, it strange. Like, it was a B pay per view, that's for sure. Why? But they bigged it up like this has a WrestleMania level card because yeah. it had Reigns versus Cena and Braun versus Brock. I think right. And Cena versus Reigns was forgotten about as soon as it was finished, and Lesnar and Braun just didn't have chemistry. Yeah, weird, very weird pay per view. But yeah, I, I completely agree, Pachiti. This would be a perfect opportunity to, if Cena is going to come back for this one big match, and he seems to be willing to come in. Uh, what was the last time he was in? They did take our Australia, and he had spent the entire time building up his dreaded sixth move that he'd learned. Oh yeah, and he was thing, just trolling. Yeah, and he did maybe a minute's worth of action at that whole thing, and then that was... He was at Mania. Yeah, he did Firefly Funhouse. He did Mania, but it wasn't really a match, though. But yeah. oh, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't think about that. Because, so... well, you know. Um, yeah, I think that'll be a... Just for the promos alone, I don't care about the matches. Mm. Just the, the, just Roman Reigns being the Roman Reigns he is now, we've seen it. All in for that. That would be great. I'd prefer Roman Rock, but yeah. obviously... But, I mean... Cena would be great with it for it as well. It can't be against somebody who's he, he's going to have like a proper wrestling match against because he will be slowing down now, and it it would be sad to see him have a worse match than we know he can have. So I think it's got to be someone like a, a one where it's all built on the feud and the character and the the story. So Rock would I mean Roman would make a lot of sense, and he that could play into Roman uh, sorry a Rock match down the line as well because obviously yeah. Cena, Rock have had the history, and then Rock could come in next year, and it's like, oh, I've already beaten the man that beat you. I guess yeah, that's, win, but. that's a good shout. I can't think who else. The Fiend again, but that's already been done, so I don't think I don't like to see that one. What do you think of Taker them having a proper match because we didn't get one at WrestleMania, ah. not a proper one. In that case, it's not Cena's work rate that I'm worried about. It's <laughs> it's Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, um, I really like that moment just on its own. I like. Undertaker just squashing Cena. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? What about putting over somebody like Keith Lee, maybe? Ooh. 
Like if you would if you were to choose somebody to ooh, uh, to I was, uh, I was very for Cena to put over, yeah. On the on the right, if you would pick an up and comer, who would you choose there? Randy Orton, I think. Yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> have they wrestled before? Not sure. I have to check cage match. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, what do you think? I agree completely with what Pachiti said. It would be nice with what you said if Cena come in and lose to somebody. I don't see it happening, just given the track record. And if he was going to lose to someone, you'd think it would be someone that they're already putting all the, the chips in on, which would be Big Drew. Oh, yeah. Drew. That's Big a, Drew that's versus Big John. We've got the, the storyline, which is currently unresolved, of course. Uh, Cena has equaled Flair's record. How, does, how could that play into it? Would you, would you go for the a WWE title match, universal title match? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. If, Orton, if Orton wins at Hell in a Cell and beats Drew... The the rumor mill is going to just start, isn't it? We're going to have Orton Cena at WrestleMania. Oh my god! Oh, for God's sake! No, you know, no. The rumor <laughs> mill is going to start off, and we need this for the thumbnail. If we really want clicks, go on. Yes, please. Should John Cena return to WWE, or should he go to AEW? Thank you. There's the thumbnail. Thank you very much. Cheers. There he yeah. goes. Put a, put a black lava on his head like you did that previous thumbnail. What else do ago. we need for the thumbnail? Um, Punk CM Punk always does well. Yeah. I think uh, you find Cody that Cena eats first, and then there's <laughs> implied nudity. What culture did gangbusters with that one of Eva Marie were a top pinged off? That's so we'll whack that on I think, there. I think Tubman was saying the other day that he we were talking about like most viewed videos on the channel and stuff, and I think Tubman went, "I've got the most viewed. I edited the most viewed video on What Culture's channel." I think it was Tubman saying that, and it was uh, it was that Eva Marie one, yeah. Nuts, isn't it? Well, isn't yeah. it literally like 10 things they want you to forget about Eva Marie? Yeah, but it's because she's pretty and looked like she had no clothes And a thumbnail on. Yeah. that looked like there was going to be nudity. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, fair play. Why haven't we done that? Ours? Ours is like every WWE champion ranked again. It's that, it's that San Martino. The San Martino clips. <laughs> we put, put Lu- San Martino Lutez. in. Lutez. Of a- <laughs> <laughs> We've got so much more integrity than I, a man who has seen grainy footage of San Martino. <laughs> Put him at number one in the list of the greatest champions ever. And it's our most viewed video, so... Yeah. It was number two. Ooh, it, yeah, it was Brett, and Brett. it didn't go down say, well. It didn't go it down didn't well go at down all. well at all. No. In terms of length, surely Bob Backlund should have been second. It wasn't just in first. terms of length. I took loads into account. It took me ages. Oh, well, you should watch it, Matthew. You'd enjoy it. So it, it brilliant. Thank I know you, the result is now, so... Thanks to all the editors as well. It was like a patchwork job of like... Guys. It was like a patchwork job of like five different editors all at yeah. one. And it was at one a point, Christmas, I think. At one point, you can see the Simpsons references start to creep in, and I'm like, "That's Richard's beard." There's <laughs> yeah. Tubman. There we go. <laughs> Who was last? Who was like worst, worst, least best? Ray. Ray Mysterio. Oh, that's fair enough, actually. Because yeah. his title oh, reign lasted a few minutes, and Cena bullied him. And then Vince yeah. was at number two. Uh, no, sorry, number forty-nine. Or like the so second, yeah, fifty yeah. at the time. Yeah, we did it for the was... fifty. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're working on our biggest one yet. So we've gone completely off topic. Oh, we're working on like a massive one. The the writer who's on it, um, Jack Atkins, has been writing it now for about three, three and a half months. It's huge. Yeah, I feel bad for him. What is it? Yeah. I mean, oh, I feel worse for the editors. Before the lockdown happened again and we were back in the office and he'd mention, he just randomly, I can't reveal what it is, but he'd say something and I'd just think like, you poor man watching, watching that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go on. What what is the the video? I'd no, say no, it's, it's our big. It's a. Aww. It's literally going to be in excess of two hours. It's a huge undertaking. Huge. Yeah, undertaking. Undertaking. Oh, he's got it. 
every Undertaker tombstone ranked from worst to best. <laughs> Join us. Oh. <laughs> You'll have to watch it when it comes out in 2027. Ah, fantastic. Well, I hope we're all alive by the time that comes out. If not, well, we won't be able to hear this, so it doesn't matter. But what does matter is the fact that you have watched all the way to the end of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, you lucky, lucky thing. Don't worry, there's still more to come. Pachini, what have you got to plug? Now, uh, the, the Twitch streams again, Tuesday, twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic, I do it. Um, but everybody's on there at the, at the moment. It's um, it's it, we, I think we're re- really enjoying it. Jack and Owen are saving Sunderland. Sam is um, failing at Fall Guys. Andrew, lovely Andrew, is playing Jack and Daxter. Uh, Ross is doing Love You By Fridays. Tom's doing Love You By Fridays. Did I say Tom? I said Tom, didn't I? You said Ross. Oh, did I? Sorry. Tom is doing. My phone is going off. (laughs) That's there, the plug. Coholicshop.com. You can get not this t shirt because it's sold out, but there's other (laughs) Oh, other people should have to buy the other ones. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate that. Lugs, there you get there. Look at that. Look at that. Didn't mean to show my ass. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so sh- people should get the shirts before they sell out, then, is what you should. Absolutely, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Mine. Because God. once they're gone, they're gone and they will never, ever come back unless they, we think there's enough demand for them. And then we'll <laughs> 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 but no, no, we're, we're, we're not generally reprinting, reprinting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, there's a new Botchamania out, and you can find it by Googling Botchamania. You know how to find things. You're very clever. Uh, you're very smart. And that's why we appreciate talking bollocks to you for so long. You can join in in the bollocks by going to the mailbag at callholic.com, email address to send us some stuff, and also going to patreon.com forward slash calledaholic to vote for the prestigious Hall of Fame. How dare you say otherwise? But for now, we've talked for enough for one day, we think. So please exit the YouTube video by putting your hand slowly against your webcam or your monitor or anything. Give it a cheeky wipe afterwards, though. Don't be daft. After three, say the following slogan. One, two, three. Join, Join us. us. Join us. Happy, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs) 